Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by, as always, Stephen Dagliaco. And, ho, ho, ho. You have a machine gun. <laughs> yes. Sant G. Hey, hey, I like it. I like it. Uh, Hi, guys. <laughs> hey. Welcome to the show. It's our uh, official Christmas episode. Oh, it's official? Well, you know, the other one's behind the paywall, which mm. if you want to check that out. Wouldn't that make it more official? I, I mean, this one's the free. Everyone can get this well, one. Okay. Yeah. This drops. This comes out this Wednesday. I, I meant like in re- relation to Christmas. Right before the big <laughs> like day. Right yeah. before yeah, Christmas. Yeah, this is the episode yes. right before. So Santa this is Claus is coming to town. free Christmas one. This is coming out December 20th. If you couldn't mm. tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. I wear this all the time. Not you. Mm. More so the... You are a festive guy. I am yeah, festive. You like a nice holiday. Like I holiday. love the season. Yes. Especially Christmas. That's yeah. like your favorite. You would say that's your favorite? No, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. How was the brain miss? Yeah, that's true. Sorry, I couldn't be there. Yeah, brain yeah. miss, uh, kind of a disappointing event. It was a sad brain miss this it year? A, it was a sad brain miss. It might be the last. The final brain miss? It might be. Uh, we'll see. I may. I Maybe I'll give it one more go. Don't don't blame the failure of this brain miss on yourself. This was completely his failure. <laughs> you think you think I ruined brain miss? Yeah, a little. What is brain miss for the brain miss is a Christmas party that I I've thrown the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a big hit. It always it was, was until until I ruined a it. cornerstone of the event didn't show up and took with him, you know, the other, other cornerstone. <laughs> <laughs> Both corners were gone. So the life was sucked out of brain mist. Mm, I'm sorry. I had yeah. fun with the people that were there, yeah. and I'm thankful they came. It became a. Um, it was a. It was a more a networking. Intimate, a more intimate. <laughs> it was a more intimate hangout. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. And we had fun. You know, we were telling stories. We were laughing. Did you play your games? I didn't do the games. Why not? Honestly, I've been so busy, I didn't have time to write the you games. You didn't make games. All my time and energy went into the Christmas pod for mm. games. <laughs> okay. So if you want to see some Christmas games and festivities, go to bandcamp.com, reviewing history. It's five bucks. Half the money goes to mm-hmm. St. Jude. This is the last time we're mentioning it, guys. Thank God. Yeah. This is it. This is the last push. The so- sweaters and shirts are won't be up anymore after Christmas, but we're going to keep the audio pod up. The audio will be up, but the Christmas merch will go away December 26th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you got a limited time for the merch, and then you, you buy the pod. You get, how many hours is it? Like four hours? It's five hours. Five hours of entertainment for five bucks. And half the money's going to charity. You can help yeah, St. Jude. Some money. We, I, I, honestly, like, I'm surprised how many people bought it. Like every time I keep looking, yes. I'm like, I can't believe I, people are have still Have we thanked going. the listeners on mic yet? I, I think we did, but I just want to say thank you again. It's, it's amazing. It, it was very shocking. You yeah. guys uh, really came out and supported us mm-hmm. in space, and we very much appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And and it's very much in the Christmas spirit to yes. uh, help. And if it. you haven't gotten in on this concert. We hate you. <laughs> well, there's still time. <laughs> there's still time. Oh, like Scrooge. Yes. They can oh. be redeemed at the final hour. <laughs> right. There's still time to set things right, guys. Right, right. Here's my question about A Christmas Carol, since that's what we're going to be okay. talking about today. Yes, the kind movie of. we're doing today yes. is The Man Who Invented Man, Christmas. It's kind of, a, it is The Christmas Carol, yes. but not Everybody really. knows this story. It's one of the most famous stories of all time. Yes. Sure. Um, the Christmas future, yeah. right? The scariest yes. of all ghosts. Yes. Reaper. Is it just one year later? 
It's an undetermined amount of time. It's not far. It's not far. It's not far. Does yeah. that mean? Dying. But okay, yes. Yeah. He saves Tiny Tim by like, you know, getting involved and helping, you know, to get get him medical care. I suppose. Well, he gives the giving him better nourishment. Money. Right, crash it. Yeah. Um. Does but Scrooge himself is his death still written in stone? No, I think because he has turned his life around, he's reinvigorated spared. with like yeah. a vigor for life. He's spared mm. by zest, zest. He's yeah. spared by the spirits, and he becomes like an to uncle him. to Tiny Tim. Yeah, he was like yeah. a second father to him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny Tim, who did not die. <laughs> I mean, they all still died. We're talking about Eventually, the 1800s, yeah. so they're all dead. But you know, <laughs> oh no, Fezziwig's still going. <laughs> He's still out there. He still dances. He's so somewhere. jolly, he cannot be destroyed. <laughs> he can't be con- killed by conventional. That's so right. the movie we are doing, The Man Who Invented Christmas. Yes. What year is this? The movie came out in 2017. 2017. Yeah. Now- Have you guys seen it before? No. No, I didn't know this existed. I saw it once. You did? Yes. Did you like it then? Yeah, I did. Did you like it now? Yeah, I like it a little more now, I think. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I was sh- like shocked how much I enjoyed it, but I think I also enjoyed it a lot because it was the Christmas Carol. But I did look a little bit into the story behind it, like the actual yeah. life of of Dickens, and I was I was surprised how much they got right. It's pretty. There's accurate. some good stuff in there, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, come, was, I came to find I wasn't familiar with his life really. I think not a lot of people are. Well, why would you be if you're not around right. in the 1840s? Like you read you read you his know. works, but you don't really know about. You know, the life of the, the, the man. Right. Well, I'm going to make some claims with him. Okay. With Dickens. Number one, I think Christmas Carol might be the greatest story in the English language. It's certainly it's one of the there. most influential. Yes. Um, I'll say that. It's and I there. think in the English language, he may be the most prolific writer. writer. Yeah. Hmm. Shakespeare, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? He did plays, so I'm kind of viewing them a little differently. But didn't also so you, you, Shakespeare was in Old English, right? Where sure. Dickens was in New English. Well, I mean, correct? it's the same language. Yeah. I mean, I'm more so talking about the the writing styles where it's well, easier well, well, for, well, for when, you to read Dickens. When you say Old English, like there really is like a separate language, Old English, which is just English before like the incorporation of Germanic stuff and mm-hmm. Latin and French. Um Whereas, uh, was it? Shakespeare, Shakespeare, Shakespeare is—it's not really a different language. It's just an older, t- different type slang of speaking. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'll say it is—it's easier to read Dickens. That's what I mean for a modern person. For, absolutely. That's—I that's, yeah. think that's that kind of puts about, him ahead. It's about two hundred years closer to the present. Yes. Right. Than, right. Than Shakespeare would yeah. be. Um. I mean, who else you got? You got Mark Twain, right? Mm-hmm. Mark Twain, you Dickens. Got, uh, uh, what's his name? John Grisham. <laughs> I kept thinking about <laughs> Tom Clancy. <laughs> the Giants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> Roald Dahl. <laughs> well, that's actually Tolkien. You Tolkien know, I think is... I think you can put Tolkien in the same breath as these people. Ha- Tolkien. Wrote th- four books. They're yeah, great. but they're huge. They're they're big, they're brilliant. Um, uh, I kept like as I was watching this, I kept thinking about how like Dickens is really the embodiment of Victorian London, right? Like, yes, like, totally. And then the American version of that would have to be um, Mark Twain. No. Well, yeah, but more for the Philip West. I, mean, I was thinking New York, you know? Okay. And New York's guy is without a Mark doubt. Um, <laughs> Philip K. Dick. Jesus Christ, he wrote Leaves of Grass. 
Why can't I think Leaves of his fucking of name? I don't. Uh, I don't know. Walt Whitman. Ah, okay. No, uh, yeah, but he he doesn't even hold a candle to anyone else. Well, he's not nearly as big as Dickens, but yeah. he, he certainly has a literary impact, and I think he's like the American. What were some of the works? Of that? Well, Leaves of Grass is the big one. Um, Walt Whitman, I don't know his work really, but I know him. Yeah, he's a poet. I think when you're Mm -hmm. when you're thinking of the writers, you got to put them in categories of what they are. Dickens is a novelist, so I think it's Mm -hmm. only fair to compare him to other novelists. So Twain. Twain. I also think that Oliver Twist and and um, I I don't Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. I I don't think I would put Tolkien only because Tolkien was huge. But he gained way more popularity through the movies in later years than the books themselves, I think. No. You couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. I, the, at least from my, like, I would say most, <laughs> let's say you didn't have the movies when we were growing up. Most people would know Dickens more than Lord of the Rings. You read The Hobbit. I read The Hobbit before the movie a, came That out. was a little, it's you. But you read it in school, wasn't <laughs> it an you. assignment? I did, but I'd already read it like as a kid. I read it when okay. I was like eight yeah. years old. Yeah. See, I've never, I, I didn't know anyone who really read mm-hmm. any Lord of the Rings. I also read Oliver Twist when I was very young. I've never read Oliver Twist. You yeah. lived it. I lived it. <laughs> we had gruel every night. I don't think it was I don't think it was like the real version. I think it was probably like a kid version of Oliver Twist. Uh, okay. Like edited down. But I read I did a Christmas read it. Carol at a really young age. I think I everyone did. did. No? No. I read that in fourth or fifth grade and then we went and saw a musical version of it in Radio City as a that I've seen. Trip. I went to that. Yeah. They yep. don't do that anymore, right? I don't know. There was a song, Link by Link. Oh. <laughs> it was about Marley. Look, the only musical that matters in this, you know, line of thinking is the Opeth is version. Of, is of course <laughs> the Muppets. Oh, obviously. Well, that's that's a ten Well, out Charles of ten. Dickens was a what whatever. Yes. Yeah, he was blue. Yeah. Yes. He had a giant yeah, nose yeah. And, and his he best friend was a rat. was a rat from Brooklyn. <laughs> yes. right. right. Do you know that's Rizzo's first appearance in a Muppet thing? Is it? No yeah. way. Really? Yeah, he's not in anything before. Are you sure? Are you sure he wasn't in Fraggle Rock? It might not be. It might be a different rat. But don't you like the Muppets Take Manhattan? He's not in that. But that, yeah, oh yeah, predominantly in that. Well, that was before this. That was before the Muppet Christmas. He Carol. literally owned a pizzeria. Yeah. So you're wrong, Brian. Are you sure? I think Rizzo was around like since the beginning. I'm, I, I, maybe not the, the beginning, beginning, but he was definitely around. I don't know if he was on the original Muppet show. I'm wrong. He's in those as cameos. His first real big starring role is Muppet Christmas Mm -hmm. Carol. That's when he had an expanded role. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Light the lamp, not the rat. That makes sense. Well, the Muppet Christmas Carol is a perfect movie. So it's amazing. Yeah, I'm not even like that's not even sarcasm. It's it's the definitive version. It is the (laughs) really thing. Yes, yes, it is the best version. Actually, do it's the best. It's a joy every time I see it, and I've seen it thousands of times. The songs are great. Amazing. Everything. All the- Tis a season to, to be jolly and joyous. And, correct me if I'm wrong, but they do the perfect capture of that story of how it feels to see those ghosts. Like, maybe not so much the Marleys, but like the ghost of Christmas past is like really creepy. I will say that is the best ghost of Christmas present. It's Christmas the, present is fantastic. It's the be- all three of them. Yeah. They're all Oh, know me better, man. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I... I this movie was awesome, but it's no Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, this is, you know, you need this to get to Muppet Christmas Carol. But a little, a little bit back towards that, I was very surprised when I saw the actor. I was like, you know what? 
this guy's way too fucking handsome to be Dickens. Let me look this yeah, up. I was, let thinking, me, I was thinking Let me look up a young thing. Dickens. Young Dickens was a hot guy. Was he? Oh, yeah, he's a stud. They, Anytime they, I've ever seen him, he's like an older man. No, dude. And he's bald this and was fucked up looking. Perfect. <laughs> perfect casting. So he has a rough I want couple you of right years now, ahead. Right now, look up. Look up a young painting of Charles Dickens. Do you know about... Um, it, I was like, holy crap, this guy was handsome. I, I don't know what he looks like, but... It, uh, but they nailed it. Speaking yeah, he of, is a good of guy. rough, he looks like show, one of show our in. friends. Show in. Are you familiar with uh, the train incident with him? Who do look you look? That. He looks like our friend. Yeah, he's a handsome man. Do the looks... colored one so you can see that he has like beautiful eyes. He looks like Franklin Pierce. <laughs> Franklin you ever see Franklin <laughs> Pierce? He's another stud of the 19th century. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a well, that, that's just that hottie. just looks. I'm not going <laughs> to say what that looks like. But, you know, no. So if you if you watch this movie and you're like, that's not Dickens. No, man, that that was Dickens. They nailed yeah, it. Dick is in you. You know about the train thing? No. What's the train thing? So in like 1865. Hold on. You're tar- hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Good idea. Continue. It's playing with scissors. I accidentally cut the wires, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so in like 1865, something <laughs> so around that time, he's riding a train uh, over a bridge. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, the bridge fails. And all of the first class cars go off the bridge into a river, except the one. And he said, good, you Scrooges. (laughs) The one he was sitting in is just kind of dangling. Like Mission Impossible 7. It's being being held up by the cars behind it, right? (laughs) So he jumps in and starts saving people. Everybody get to the back of the bus. So he was a superhero. He starts saving people. He had like people die in his arms and shit. Horrifying. Yeah. And, uh. He left the latest manuscript he was writing in the car for whatever was hanging. it was. So he had to like climb back in and like f- save it, save his work. I hope and it was a good it. one. Yeah. I hope it wasn't like it Barry was Chuzzlewit. Yeah, it was it's, like one, it's definitely like, look it up. It's definitely like one of the ones that fucking nobody Chuzzlewit. cares about. Because the guy wrote like constant Barnaby Rouge. <laughs> Barnaby Rouge. <laughs> Little Netty. That's a real one. Oh, really? Barnaby yeah. Rouge? There's a, so I, I looked into it. So you want to jump in? Uh, or do you yeah. want to do a little bit more background? Because I feel like the, it kind of gives us background. Yeah, later. the background's in the movie. Yeah. So this starts 1842. And this is kind of right, like his peak of popularity, where he's in America and he's being like celebrated. And it turns out he kind of just wants to go home. He's doing an American tour, yeah, of like performing uh, his novels. Like yeah. he's doing live live readings where he will act out the characters and shit. It was a thing that you, yeah, they still do it. Do they? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like usually you won't read the whole book, but like the the writer will read like a chapter mm-hmm. or something. You know, there's actually a weird thing happening now. I kind of wanted to go to it. Neil Gaiman is. You said Gaiman. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neil Gaiman. Yeah, but he, he said it again. <laughs> I now I can't say his name. <laughs> Just say Neil. Yeah, Neil the the writer of such books like Sandman G-Man. and such. Yeah, he um. He uh, is playing Charles Dickens reading A Christmas Carol in New York. Only Gonzo can do that. So he's a dude playing Playing a a dude. dude. Playing a dude. (laughs) Um, It was was, uh, two and a half pages for uh, Our Mutual Friend. Yeah, so it's one of the no- the nothing. Yeah, it's books. it's it's post okay. like his prime. What year was that? Did you find eighteen sixty five? The book came out. Oh, I, I right. The accident yeah. was yeah June 9th, eighteen sixty five. The Staplehurst rail crash. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's sick. 
Um, well, that, of course, is after uh, this movie will yeah. be over. Right. This is 1842. Yeah. Uh, also, in eight, it kind of jumps like a year. So that quickly. tour that he's on in, in the movie at the beginning where he's like, America is a success. Like, it was mm-hmm. a great success. Yeah. The, that tour was actually a flop. Really? Yeah. Nobody came out and it wasn't really kind of a big deal. Oh, that's he, good. Really? He, yeah. It, 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 it like the tour came and like. It was like moderately successful mm-hmm. at best. He also, it, it wasn't just him performing the things. He also was doing like speeches about like social issues and stuff. Yeah, and he was reading the books. He was he, always an advocate for the poor. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, that's that's obviously plays into the book heavily. But the, um, the film. Well, no, no, and, and the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, the book yeah, he's gonna yeah, write. Yeah, yeah. But um, pretty much all his books, though. It's yes. it's a theme. It's the main. It's the building block of his life. Yeah. You know, and well, well he's he's living in this new industrial society which had never existed before you know the dark satanic mills of a lot of squalor. victorian britain <laughs> oh yeah he and like the picture we get of britain it, at this time is from him it's perfect yes. you know and it's yeah. it's this dirty yeah. you know fucked up place this is the the society and that it, that marx will have all these criticisms yeah. and english society yeah. is so classist as it is to begin with yes, yes exactly and this kind of delineates that right. but um his second tour which is for a christmas carol is the one that's a huge success in america and that's what makes him kind of the legend of dickens well that's later that's, that's way later, later but yeah. i'm talking about just the tour cuz mm-hmm. they opened the movie with it yeah so this he ended o- up writing a book like commentaries on america he did yeah, yeah. Hmm. Which I would love to read. That's that. probably interesting. It's probably good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right before the Civil War, they have blacks here. <laughs> speaking of those books, so in this they say three flops in a year. Yeah, he had three, three flops. Three flops after that. Now there's actually four. Really? Yeah. And I, because I was like, oh, what flops are those? And as I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute, there's an extra one in there, but maybe it wasn't as long or maybe it didn't count but on the page that i was reading it did there was nicholas nickleby in 1838 I've heard of that one. right the old curiosity shop 1840 barnaby rouge 1841 and then martin chuzzlewit in 1843 that is for the time period you're producing a lot why does he make all his characters have names like fucking they're in Harry I Potter? I think I think that was <laughs> think Nicholas a, Nickleby. I think, I think that's, that's just the, a British thing. Right? <laughs> they have weird names. But I think that's the downfall of those books that they have stupid names. Because if you have a stupid name, I'm not going to pick up a book that says Martin Chuzzlewit and be like, oh, this is definitely going to be a serious work. Why does David David Copperfield work? Don't know. You know, everybody loves. But David magic. Copperfield <laughs> is a strong <laughs> Copper Copperfield is a strong last name. You know what I mean? Chuzzlewit sounds like you're chuzzling things. Wasn't that the guy in (laughs) Cuckoo's Nest who wanted his own cigarettes from Nurse Ratchet? (laughs) (laughs) Real real quick, um, what did do you guys write? Great Expectations. I've seen the South Park. Yeah, the South the South Park episode was all. But you didn't read the book. No, but yes, I did. No, you read it. I read it. I read the book. Yeah, I had to read it for school. I read that and A Christmas Carol. I think those are the only books of Mm -hmm. his I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's it. Nine baby bunnies. Yeah, the, we're the only three people on the planet that, <laughs> that like it. Oh. I'll go to my death defending that episode. Episode's I'm awesome. a British person. <laughs> oh, episode's great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so do you want to know the interesting uh, thing of about Martin Chuzzlewit? Yes, sure. So the, the, the book, the, the book, book comes out. It's kind of like t- torn apart by everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the book, there's a raven, right? Quaff. Does he quaff? I think that's the name of the raven. 
No, uh, no that's from Poe. Oh. Another one of these great writers of the well, 19th century. So Edgar Allan Poe read Chuzzlewit and wrote a, a review. A poet, though? More than a writer? Edgar Allan Poe's a poet, I think. I a get, poet. I guess, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. is a poet, but I'm saying I, would, I wouldn't consider him a writer. I'd say poet. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, he read Chuzzlewit and wrote a review for it for like Bal the Baltimore whatever. Mm -hmm. And in the Herald. Yeah, whatever it is. And in the <laughs> review, he was like, Poe should have done more. Uh, not Poe. He said Dickens, Dickens should have done more with the raven in the story and made it more symbolic of something. And then and a then year he wrote or the two raven. later, wrote he raven. writes the raven. Wow. So Martin Chuzzlewit wow. influences one of the most famous American poems ever. Right. And that's like one of his failures. And that's works. one of his flops. <laughs> so. Huh. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's a that's a little tidbit I learned while mm -hmm. uh, doing research. So Dickens was broke. Um, yeah. Makes sense because when you hear that at first, you're like, "How this guy's like one of the most successful authors of his time. He's going on tours. How are you broke? And then he wasn't broke out, in the movie. He was struggling in the movie, yeah. Well, he was just- He has a lot of bills and he's debts. Constant, he's he he's debts. overly obsessed with money. But I think you have to be in well, that he has world. A, he has a pretty decent sized family. He's, he has nine They kids. end up having 10 children, the two of them. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He has nine and one on the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that hurts. Poor he has kid. a full baseball team. He has, his parents are- <laughs> He's sired a team. <laughs> you know, his parents are away. He's paying for them, which you don't know in the movie at the time. But, you know, so he's struggling. Yes. You know, he's he has debts. Well, he's paying an Italian man to make a chandelier. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make a chandelier- Look, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes if you want things done right, you got to pay some, an Italian guy. Yeah. Like if you want like really good cheese at your wedding, you got to fly a guy from Italy to come in and make mozzarella cheese. And by Italy, little Italy in Manhattan. <laughs> that cheese was so fucking That was good. the best mozzarella I think I've it, had right? in my life. We're talking about Brian's wedding, yet he flew in an Italian man who didn't speak English and just looked at you and nodded and gave you fresh mozzarella. The guy literally has a giant ball of like boiling water and he's just making fresh mutz. just handing it to you My own. <laughs> for a man who wasn't italian i think we can give, <laughs> he can get his italian card well i'm, I'm married, I'm married one. one yeah <laughs> i'm not just a fan i'm a member <laughs> <laughs> so uh the publishers were withholding some money from him yeah because they're like hey like you didn't have any hits you, you kind of like he wants you're a loss advance. you're at a loss yeah uh and it turns out somebody was siphoning funds at the time from the account. They're like, oh, he he, he wanted some more money. We sent the 25 bucks. Yep. He's like, oh, I'll pay you back. That's his his friend uh Forrester? Forrester. Forrester, yeah. Forrester's his like best buddy. His agent. His agent, of. his best friend. And he's like, hey, he's siphoning from the you account. Manager? So boss. that kind of shows like, oh, he's not just, you know, losing money from his flops. He's also losing money from somebody who he's taking care of. That's mm. like and it's, it turns out it was his parents. They had the guy from Ace Ventura 2. Yeah. Yes, he's there. They're, they're so What's they're his just name in it? Fucking boomers. In what? The parents remind me of boomers. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, just well, that's, they're, they're, that's not who I meant, though. Yeah. There's actually two characters from Ace Ventura yes, 2 in yes. this movie Mr. Leach. There was the, the guy who's his friend in it. The the heavy guy, the fat guy, the yes, fat guy, who, yeah. who was the news crier in Rome. Yes, he is. He's he's works at the publishing house. Yes, and then the guy he hires to Mr. do Leech. the illustrations. That's Mr. Leach. Is the bad guy from Ace Ventura too? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah. That. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the director of this just loves Ace loves Ventura when nature too. calls. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he tried to get Jim Carrey to play Dickens. Oh, who directed this? 
Who directed this? Yeah, let's look it up. Let's see what else uh, he did. Uh, his name. Oh, boy. His name. <laughs> Do it. Bharat Nalaruri. He's an, <laughs> he's an Indian dude. Say it, I'm more, sorry. say it one more time. Bharat Nalaruri. Wow. I think you did it good. Let me see. What the hell was his intention of making this? I, Maybe it was a Christmas girl. Let me see. Yeah. I want to try to pronounce it. I don't it. know any of his other stuff. I want to try uh, to scroll this. up. Okay. Baharat Naluri. Yeah. Baharat Nal- Barat Naluri. Nal- Naluri. Barat Naluri. Yeah, you did pretty Barat good. Barat Naluri. Yeah. yeah. Naluri, not Naluri. Naluri. Yeah. Naluri. Look, you get an American you name, I'll good. pronounce it right. right? <laughs> he did the killing time. He did the crow. Salvation. That's like the crow five. None of us saw that. In 2000. No, this was the second crow. Uh, I don't know if I. How did they make one. another crow after the guy died? Kirsten Dunst. Him. Kirsten Dunst is in it. She checks in. <laughs> That's Kirsten <laughs> Dunst in. <laughs> I think get him laughed. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, this is a TV guy. He did a lot of TV stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he. I am Barat Naluri. I, really I will bring you all of the it. Christmas classics. You know what? Yeah. I Look, he, he did, did a good fan- job. He did fantastic. This was awesome. So I um, think you're hyping this up. I loved it. No, I really loved it. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't this like amazing thing. It I mean, hit Steve in the right place at just, the right time. I like whim- my wife loved it. I love yeah. whimsical. I love whimsical. Yeah. So if you give me a whimsical movie that it was fun, you know, it was a fun movie. I have no complaint. The movie knows what it is and it does it very well. Right. Christopher right. Plummer was the best thing in the movie. He was great. He's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Um, General Chang. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, also, do you know who else is in this? Who, who plays Dickens' father? Oh, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but I was I was thinking more uh, Bond. He's the villain in Tomorrow Never yes, Dies. Yeah. Oh, what's he? his name? Jonathan Price. He's in a thousand. He's movies. in Rome he is, too, yeah. isn't he? No, he's not in Rome. Are you sure? Isn't he Cassius? No, he's not in Rome. I guarantee um, you're gonna look up the list of movies that man. Is he's in, in Pirates of like, the Caribbean. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. But he's, he's the villain in uh in Tomorrow Never Dies. James Bond puts him in like a news uh like. By the way, this is the biggest missed opportunity for Bond quips ever. So there's like a giant drill that's going to like impale mm-hmm. uh, J- uh, Jonathan Price, his mm-hmm. character, Elliot Carver, onto like a stack of newspapers being printed, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the quip should This one be- with the invisible ship. No, that's the, uh, that's the two from now. Two from what we're talking about. That's Die Another Day. There, there's a- no, that's Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies, there's no invisible ship. Yes, there is. In- Die Another Day is the one that's in the snow. That has the invisible car. Die Another Day is the one where they have an invisible Navy ship. And they fucking are going to like cause an international incident with China. Yeah, we're talking about Tomorrow Never Dies. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, I see. I was thinking of actually physically invisible, like the invisible car. What You're- am I thinking of? Isn't it invisible? It's not invisible, the ship? No, no, you see it in Tomorrow Never Dies. They... they- <laughs> Basically, he's all right. What the fuck? Come on, guys. (laughs) Come on. I'm bored. (laughs) I'm on the show and I want to kill myself. (laughs) Enough of the ship. What happens? So anyway, so James Bond (laughs) is going to impale him onto a stack of newspapers right now. The quip should be what's red and white and, you know, something like that. Right. Yeah. As, As he impales him. Instead, he goes, you forgot the number one rule of media. What's that? Give the people what they want. And then he shoves a giant drill into him and impales him. That's not what they want, is it? They want him impaled? I mean, that's what I wanted watching Mm. it, but I think Bond could have quipped better there. Yeah, I agree with you. I I remember there was a guy in that movie. I saw that in theaters. 
and it's maybe the only time I've ever seen it. Okay. So, so we're talking like 25 yeah, years ago. That, that about came it. out the same year as Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember it. And I remember I, wa- I was watching it with my friend Jake. Okay. And there was a guy, like a, like a henchman, that he fought. Stomper! Mul- he kept fighting him multiple times. Stomper, yeah. And my friend turned to me and he goes, that guy's name must be Tomorrow because he never dies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's brilliant. That's a really funny joke. <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, that's good. Shout out to you, Jake. Love you, guy. Oh, it's fucking good. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, anyway. that's for the movie. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, he's in the like restaurant with his buddy, and there's like an old waiter named Marley. Yeah, and he's like Marley, decrepit. and he writes that name down. Yeah, so they show that. Apparently, he, he really did stuff like that. Yes, he took names that he heard from everywhere mm-hmm. and used it in real life. And when he would write, this will happen later in the movie, but we could talk about it now. Mm-hmm. He would actually hallucinate the characters were there and like talk with them and stuff. I don't know about that. That's... No, no, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. If you look into it, yeah, that's actually accurate. I saw this morning. Uh, believe it or not, on Instagram, that uh, he got the idea for A Christmas Carol while in a cemetery in Scotland. He was reading gravestones, and he read a name that was like Ebenezer Scringle. Okay. Um, um, it said a meal man on the thing. What's but a he, meal man? I don't know. Someone who makes meals. Okay. But he misread it, and he read it as mean man, and he thought to himself, what kind of guy would be so <laughs> awful that they'd write a mean man on his tombstone? <laughs> And that's how he stu- his the mind started going to come up with this character huh. from a gaff from from him yeah. f- misreading a tombstone. Yeah, <laughs> you imagine know they put that on your tombstone. That's not mean man. That's, that's not far not from far what's from in the this. film. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if the story is true, it's pretty interesting. So not only that, but then what you said, where he's hallucinating characters and talking to them and stuff, that's in this too. Yeah, this makes me like it even more. Yeah. I think I bumped up my rating a little bit. Yeah, there's some interesting accuracy in it. Like the the whole thing with his dad and the boot black shit, which is the crux of the, it's the film. Real. Yeah, it's all real. It's all real. Yeah. yeah, which we'll get into in a little bit, but I, I don't want to get into it this exact second. So, um, you know, he has like this. You know, he has to come up with a new story quick. He gets paid to come up with a new book, one chapter, six hundred twenty dollars for yeah. one chapter. The equivalent pounds. today, six hundred twenty pounds. Yes. But that's $25,000 today. Shillings like cents. That's like a dollar. So there's a difference between... So like shillings make up pounds. Yeah. yeah it's okay. like a loony and a toonie, kind of. I always no, get not. confused with that. I, like meant, that at all. I meant like, <laughs> it's coins. <laughs> a, a, a loony is one Canadian dollar. Toonie is two Canadian dollars. A shilling is like... It's just like a cent. Cents. Oh, they okay. make up a pound. Like, yeah. A hundred shillings or whatever it is make up a pound. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, That's $25,000 today. 620 Pounds. For one chapter? For one chapter, $25,000. That's mad. That's a pretty good yeah. deal. It's a pretty good deal. Well, you know what? What other entertainment really is accessible to the mass public? They love it. They you love know, reading. it's yeah. what they got. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love he has a line. He's like, debt is an ogre. Like, he hates debt, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Well, it tortured his life when he was a child. It yes. ruined his life. You know, so. And his family's life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and I love he's pitching the book to someone and they're like, the poor don't belong in books because <laughs> yeah. he's at like, yeah. some rich event. They say the line. Yeah. Oh, There is such well a disconnect from the nobility and the aristocracy of that society to the working man, the, the guy who is essentially a slave in the mills. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not happening today. 
<laughs> it's, a, it's like this is this is the time when like communism is being invented. You and can see why. You can see that you can see why. the criticisms are there and they're they're real and that you can make those criticisms. It's the solutions that are the problem. Right. They didn't realize you could make it worse. <laughs> well, there <laughs> the end goal of communism is this fictional utopian society. Right. Com- where it's yeah. like, yeah, in pra- like if you could take that fantasy of mm-hmm. the end goal. And make it real. It's, it's awesome. Right, yeah. The problem yeah. is that it's actually fucking. You impossible. need a particle it's, it's, replicator. It's, it's against human nature. You need a yeah. particle replicator. That's how you get a successful communist society. You need to make what, food like from, from Star nothing. Trek. Yes. You yeah. need to make items and food from nothing. Therefore, you don't need to work for it. Mm. So that's how you do it. That's all. We Not my Star that. Trek. Not your Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> So we I only like Enterprise where they had the chef. Now this is this is something <laughs> this who's is, revealed to be Riker. Yeah, it's in the final episode. In <laughs> he spent four years watching five seasons, right? Four. Four, yeah. He spent yeah. four seasons watching a holodeck program. You didn't realize. So, so uh we meet his muse. Who's his muse? Oh, his muse is the maid. Is she Cara. from Game of Thrones? No, she's from that video of the acid bath queen of darkness and Tara. You don't know what I'm talking about. What no, the what? fuck? What is he? What are you, you saying? Know what I'm talking about? No. This is a, you, you'll find it and you're going to put it in the, in the clip on YouTube. Yeah. But it's, it's a YouTube video and we're going to watch it right now of two girls in like 2005 on YouTube and they they had a series where they would come on and they would they were goths and the one girl would go... <laughs> My name is oh, the yeah, acid yeah, bath yeah. queen of darkness. And then her friend would go, yeah. and I'm Tara. Yes. <laughs> I remember. Okay, okay, now I know. Yeah. The new year. <laughs> well, she's a good Irish storyteller. Yeah, she is. She loves ghosts and such. <laughs> ghosts and such. That's the name of my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was uh, Ginny from Game of Thrones. It looks like Who's her, Ginny? but it's not. She's the one that uh, that like is in that. love with Sam, Samuel Tarly. Oh. I thought that the was The one her. with the big gums. Yeah, I thought that was her. I thought that was the one from SNL. Wait, no, oh, she's you... a comedian. <laughs> oh, you thought that actor. was Vanessa Bryant? <laughs> <laughs> it's not? No. <laughs> so he sees the, the maid reading to the children. And he's like, oh, it's a ghost story. And that's kind of where he starts to get his creative spark from. It's like her, clearly. Um, well, he's taking bits and pieces of everything he sees. Yeah, but I think she's the main. It's like when Randy Newman writes a song. <laughs> oh, yeah. How does Randy Newman write a song? <laughs> yeah. He just talks about what he sees. You saw Toy Story. You know how Can you give happened. us an example of, yeah. of Randy Newman's song right now from what you see? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sitting at the table with Brian. He's looking at me wearing a dumb sweater. <laughs> There you go. It's Randy Newman. That's a song. ten out of ten. <laughs> Hit certified banger. Yeah. Remember that bit from Family Guy? Yes. No, I don't yeah. remember any Family Guy bits. Danny walking toward me, yeah. a Danny looking angry, yeah. a Danny, a Danny <laughs> fat old Danny walking walk over, and he punches him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so we find out they have another kid because Dickens isn't a clever name. He's dicking it, and I can't imagine having. Like five kids, let alone ten. 
I think after a time, that's they're just scary. a statistic. You don't even think about right, that. Right, because half of them well, are probably dead. He's also rich <laughs> enough to have nannies right? and help. Yes. You know, yeah, it's not him and his true. wife as they're going to work every day. Right, yeah. So you if, know? You, if you had, like, uh, hired help, you would have, like, a clan? You know? I At this point, I want as many as I could have. Okay. I want to maximize the brood. Mm, the root right. brood. Right. <laughs> Brian thinks of himself as like an insect. Yes. <laughs> he's the hive mind. Yes, he's the Sardak Nor. <laughs> oh my God. Nobody, nobody got that. There might, if we're, it, all right, please, please, if you if got that, if you got let that. us know because we need another player. <laughs> we will invite you to play with us as long as you don't tell anyone what we say in the privacy of our home. <laughs> the Sardak Nor. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerds! <laughs> I was like, "Why don't I get this reference?" Now I know why. Now you know why. It's your exclusive nerd shit. You were invited. <laughs> well, I don't play anymore. But yeah, let's, let's well, not talk about that. So now we get we get a nice like I wouldn't call it a montage, but it's little quick pieces of the story that yes. are reflect real life and and what he puts from real life into this this craft mm -hmm. you know you get the bah humbug well he sees the rich dead guy rich dead yes. guy you get the the guy selling little kids which is creepy and sad uh you know they, yeah, they better just, die and reduce the surplus is he population. slaving well there's is he actually, selling slaves yes, so this yeah, is yeah. this is a part of dickens life that many people don't know um he actually went undercover doing sting operations setting up cameras and stuff and he went, yeah, and he went and did like raids. Sound of Freedom was actually based on uh, the adventures of Charles Dickens mm -hmm. in Victorian London. Okay, as he went after sex trafficking. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Sound of Freedom starring Dickens. You, you might as well have just. I didn't been know they had Peruvians in London. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we were trying to replay the train incident from his fucking life. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> he was an action badass. Yeah, there's a that's a such a weird moment in this movie though. Yeah, where like he's yeah. th these like this guy tries to sell him children. This artful dodger type. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, hey, and he tries to chase the tries guy to down. Save the kids, mm -hmm. and he can't. And he ends up in yeah. like he ends this... up in a cemetery. Like yeah. the kid, that, we just forget that that was happening because yeah. he just yeah. like is enamored by this cemetery he's in. He's like, oh well, you win some, you, <laughs> you lose, lose some. <laughs> Sorry, kids, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> You're lost to the London to, underground. to the underground. Yeah, but they're in some rat hole being <laughs> fucking rogered by by a by an old cockney man. <laughs> oh, you want workers? <laughs> Help me, Mister. <laughs> You'll be working on this. <laughs> Well, yeah, you think having his Let past, me see your hands. You think <laughs> with this man's past who had a horrific experience like well, he tried, child, but he got easily distracted he he ran because half he's a, a dreamer. <laughs> he couldn't help himself. He ran half a block. <laughs> That's more than I could do. <laughs> don't, don't be modest, Brian. You saved that dog. That's true. It ran in his backyard, though, right? <laughs> well, I trapped him into my backyard. You trapped him. Okay. Yes, yeah, so if only Dickens could have had the foresight to trap him, the, the rapist yeah, slaver. He would have needed to put a kid in <laughs> his is, backyard. This is, how to Brian, Lord. this is how Brian gets his game ideas. He just walks around the ghetto. <laughs> anyway, he gets the spark, he runs home. <laughs> it's funny you think I can run. <laughs> Lightly walk into your car and drive home. <laughs> Well, he runs home to the office and, and subjects he, uh, us to pointless trivia. He... 
that's fun for him. <laughs> um, he writes a hammer blow to the rich. Yes. And to the smug. That's a real thing he did say. Hmm. I'm writing a hammer blow to the smug. He said this is going to be, it's something to that effect. But yeah, that's basically a real quote from him. Okay. He did. He did. He's, it was I think successful. his real quote was sledgehammer. <laughs> I, it. I was waiting. I'm like, who's going to do it? <laughs> he went home to write sledgehammer, which when it was recreated was he a kick the habit. <laughs> Don't want to be <laughs> sledgehammer. Playing on a harpsichord. <laughs> it's going to be a hit, honey. <laughs> What I found interesting, and I, I, I really am happy they put this in here. When he, when he tells his partner, he's like, I'm writing a Christmas novel. Yeah. He goes, Who's, does anyone even celebrate Christmas anymore? Okay, I was waiting to talk about this. I want to talk about this, yes. Okay. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's chat, guys. Boxing Day was a much bigger holiday in England at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this movie, they say Dickens is the man who invented Christmas. I have to kind of take some exception to that because really Obviously he didn't invent Christmas. Yeah. They're talking about as like more of a big holiday it thing. It popularized it to a point yes. and, and that it never seen before. Easter was always the big religious holiday. Right. Mm-hmm. Um that, you know, that was really the thing. This like I think culturally it started to shift I think because of a couple of things. Uh number 1 is the book or the the poem Twas the night before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Was that before this? Yes. The night before Christmas. So that was the creation of Santa Claus, pretty much. That's, Wasn't that not too far off, though? That's like 20 years earlier. That's not far. But it's it gets the ball rolling, mm-hmm. and it's in the public On conscious. this holiday renaissance. Yes, right. exactly. It, well, it was banned for a while. Well, In certain places, yeah. certain places, it was banned. We well, the this, purpose huh? of the holiday was really to for the poor to... Ri- to stir shit up mm-hmm. and go to the rich and they would they would do a day of basically role reversal mm-hmm. and it kind of set everyone in their social classes putting them where they are right. a visit from saint nicholas hence is, the caroling and whatnot like it's all mm-hmm. about charity and, and giving alms and exactly things. well the charity got boosted from this novel oh sure i mean like, well he guilts stuff. everyone into like you're going to hell redeem yourself yeah like stop be good being to a your piece fellow of shit. Man. Yeah. yeah yeah which I will also say this when you say that, like you kind of like you kind of have a gripe with the fact that it's like the man who invented Christmas, like that title not fitting. You mean? I think it is. It was in the air. It's in the air, and and it really starts. It's eighteen twenty three. Right. Um, I'll say this is a a visit from Saint Nicholas, which is an American work. If Mm -hmm. you ever get, um, he's like, if you ever disrespect Dickens again, I will fucking fucking murder you. (laughs) No, uh, if you ever look at. Christmas decorations, like little town decorations and overall like carolers, they're always from the 1800s, mid 1800s. Yeah. You're never going to see modern. Well, this is it you know becoming popularized. Yeah. I do think that when you it's say it's from the man a Christmas who, carol, like Christmas carol, it's that, yeah. Creates like this imagery of what the holiday becomes yes. in the modern sense. And, yes. and a lot of it is yeah. like it really, I saw some crazy stat, like from like from the publication of. Christmas Carol mm-hmm. until like 2020. Do you know how many like times it actually snowed on Christmas? 
Not well, a lot. It depends where you are in England. on Earth. In England. Oh, in oh England. England, it rarely snowed. It was like it was right. like 10 times within like 200 years. Right. But when Dickens was a kid, there was this streak of like seven Christmases in a row where it snowed in it, England. Because it was the wrapping up of the Little Ice Age. But that yeah. that is in his mind, his right. snowy mm-hmm. Christmases. Right. And that is why in the book, it's like a snowy England. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And because of that book, it's it's that's how you like synonymous still when i picture victorian england snow it's always snowy <laughs> okay because fucking christmas carol right. i know that's obviously summers and shit right but like, if you like picture that i picture you saw the elephant man you yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know interviewed a vampire <laughs> isn't that in new orleans yeah but they go back and forth <laughs> but yeah, I, I, think, I think the gayest movie ever. It's. <laughs> I think you do. Damon have... would be proud. Yes, Neil. Get Neil on the phone. Neil. Neil. Ask if he likes interview. <laughs> I think you do have to give some credit, though, to Clement Clark Moore, who, because he's an American and the book was first published anonymously, I think he kind of gets overshadowed. Oh, he drops that name like, you know. You the guys, guy. You guys know. <laughs> Everyone knows. Well, I have Wikipedia about. up. Yeah, I'm going to try to make myself seem. Everyone fun. knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, he wrote he wrote a visit from Saint Nicholas, and I think he does deserve some. So credit. that was before. That was 1823. That I was didn't published. Know but was it as well received? Yeah, it was huge. It was a massive success. Right at the gate. Yeah, it was reprinted yeah. a bunch of times. But compared to a Christmas Carol, uh, Christmas Carol's got to be bigger. It's got to be bigger. It's the biggest piece of literature probably ever, besides like the Bible. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I Everyone mean, knows that story. I mean, one is a poem. English. One is a poem. One's a novel. And one's a novel. So you yeah, know, okay. Like, how, how do you decide what's more influential? I mean, the novel. I mean, you could also you could say <laughs> this is more influential because of all the Santa shit that follows. True. You mm. know. So I don't know how you want to take it, but mm. you know, I think they're both equally important, and I think it's a cultural tide. And then the other thing that happens, and they mention it at the end of the movie is this novel came out at the perfect moment because Alfred because Alfred is coming mm-hmm. from Germany yeah. and he's bringing the christmas tree with him mm-hmm. and now it's this new Tenenbaum. novel thing everything is kind of gearing up towards christmas yeah it's really building to this perfect thing untenenbaum yes untenenbaum <laughs> so it takes 6 weeks he has he has 6 weeks to write the book and finish yes. it that's crazy i don't know if that's real though that is real it's he he only had six weeks. He wrote he wrote Oof. it in six weeks. He had no time and he did self-publish it. Took a page right out of our book. Yeah, he did he did it himself. <laughs> but he was denied, you know, uh the pub they didn't want to do a Christmas. I book. seek justice. Denied. denied. <laughs> Adam's family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did deny him, which okay. makes sense because, you know, hey, you're you're a psycho we're not gonna be able to pull this off and he's like i'm gonna do it myself but yeah there was good one on thing, him one thing <laughs> comes to his life his parents okay they, yeah let's talk about his parents because so. this is a an important role in his life and i feel i don't know how accurate this part is so they they portray his father as like this conning bumbler mm-hmm. a desperate guy a good-hearted man well-spoken Yes, uh, but it, but like a a swindling fool, you know. Um, and sure. As poor. I, un- I don't say swindler. As I, say I poor. no, because he's doing thing. He's like trying to make money off his son's name and 
whatnot. But only to get a gift for the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's never yeah. nefarious. So, as I understand it, like, the father was a hardworking man mm-hmm. who just spent more than he made. Like, right. he he was just bad with money. Um, So, when Dickens was 12 years old, yeah, and he was, he was the uh, fifth of eight children. So uh, this is another giant, ridiculous family. Insane. The Dickens like to fuck, man. They, it's in their name. They it's their do. Name. They yeah. fuck like the Dickens. Uh, <laughs> that's where the term comes yeah. from. Uh, very, very accurate. Uh, his father got himself into some debt. Yeah. And but, but do you know what the debt is? Did you look no. this up? No. Forty pounds and sixty shillings. Oh my god. That's it. And it got him put in debtor's prison because he couldn't so pay that back. So that is about, so it's $4.50 to one. It's about $160, $170. It's not a lot of money. Yeah, it's yeah. not a lot. Um, but unable to pay that to, to his you know loans, loaners, whoever had loaned to go the work. money, he had to go to debtor's prison. Now, the way this works back then is it's really prison. Like, you can't go out yep. and make the money, so you're stuck there. Yeah. And if there are dependents who aren't working, they have nowhere else to go, so they end up in the debtor's prison with you. So it's literally him, his wife, and a few of their young children are now in prison. <laughs> Charles, who's 12, is the only one in the family who has already, before they get, has a job. Uh, he's working in this boot black place. Yeah. Like, he makes shoe polish. Now, he makes six shillings a week. So as you can imagine, it's, it's very difficult it's nothing. for him it to save him up forever. the money yeah. to get his family out of prison. He has to pay back the 40 Yeah, pounds, 40 do- pounds. And it ends up taking him like over a year, but he will get them out. Wow. And then uh, it's left him, you know, with all of this experience. This trauma. And hatred for like the system. I mean, debtors' prisons are just fucking it's, awful. Yeah. And then they they come out. I think it's in 1836. They have the poor law in England, uh-huh. which creates creates the workhouses. Okay. Whereas, like, if anyone's on the street, if the homeless, they'll like scoop you up and, and put, put you to work. Put you to work in these like slave factories. Yeah. Now, when did that? I, I don't know. Did it, England? I'm assuming they got rid of their debtors' prisons, right? There's no way they still exist. I don't know exactly the process. Yeah. Like I, when, like what? I I wonder what would cause that oh, to wait, end. I was. Def- oh wait, hold on a second. I was wrong with that. Number. It's eighteen thirty-four is the poor law. I said thirty-six. Yeah, I was wrong with that number. It's way more than a hundred dollars. It's actually a lot. Oh yeah, six. Yeah, forty pounds. Forty point six pounds. Forty point six. Okay, let me let's double check this because I feel that's fifty-one hundred pounds today. Oh wow. <laughs> so it's five thousand dollars. That's five thousand one hundred. Excessive. Yeah. All right. So it's so it's so it's a lot more substantial than I would have thought. But still, it's not an astronomical. Yeah, even my number. my number before when I said twenty five thousand was dollars was wrong because it's mm-hmm. seventy eight thousand euro. Oh yeah, so oh, maybe th- or this this website's wrong. But either way, it's, it's not a small amount. And you have it in eighteen forty. It's actually it's it, a little after. Yeah. It's before that. It would be like eighteen twenty one something like that. So it might have been more. Yeah. <laughs> so Gosh. there was the Debtors Act of eighteen sixty nine, which limited the ability of the courts to sentence debtors to prison, but didn't it did not entirely prohibit them from doing so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and then as recently as nineteen oh five, 
there were still people being put in debtor's prison. But I don't know what stopped the practice. I'm sure the social safety nets got invented just like they did in this country. You know, you had the progressive. That movement. would make sense. But uh, if you go too high into debt, you go to jail. In what? The United States. No, no, we don't have debtors' prisons. We've never had them. I wish we did. We could get rid of the, some <laughs> the federal government. We can put the whole fucking thing in debtors' prison. Brian, <laughs> Brian would, wouldn't be sitting at the table. <laughs> would they let Would they let me pod from a debtors' prison? <laughs> I thought if you go way way too far into debt, though, like you're actually responsible for a certain amount. Like, like I'm not talking like like regular like millions of dollars kind of thing. Well, there's always bankruptcy and all sorts of things. You know, it's like the rich, even when they go bankrupt and they lose their money, mm -hmm. you know, they always find a way out of it. Yeah, maybe he has a point. Maybe we should arrest <laughs> them all. <laughs> all right. Anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> Before we all get arrested by the FBI. <laughs> um, where are we? So there's a guy who throws a cat for like some reason. The guy who throws a cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's in the. Oh, he has. It's his like lawyer. They, yeah, they're doing a, cat a lawsuit. Is lawyer? No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're doing, <laughs> there's a lawsuit case, and the cat's sitting on the chair. Every case. I'm just a cat. Just I don't like, understand these meow, rules. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow. That's all I know. I know. <laughs> there's a mouse. Not guilty. <laughs> there's a mouse. I chase it. <laughs> um, yeah, the cat's sitting on his chair. He's like, he, get the fuck out of here. He was suing someone for a parody called Oliver Twisted, which I can't find any information mm. about it. But apparently... Um, must be a real riot. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a copyright case, and he and, won. And he won, and the person didn't have the money to pay poor. the fine, and he, they were going to get thrown in a debtor's prison. Mm -hmm. he and he wouldn't no. let that and happen. And Dickens won't let it happen. Yeah. So he takes a twenty-five percent loan on three hundred pounds. On three hundred pounds, so he can you know try to do the book. He gets raked. Yeah, <laughs> but he believes in the idea strongly. Yeah. Have you ever believed in an idea strongly that much? You're looking at it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think the lawyer was in Rome. What? Yeah, I think he may have been. I think he Rome. was he was like Cato. Cato Caleb? No, not that Cato. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That he he'd have to look that up. Uh so I like he's trying to get the name Scrooge and he's like scrum scruntish. Scruntish. And he comes with Scrooge, and then Christopher yeah. Plummer shows up. Yes. Yeah. He gives the his maid uh, Aladdin. Yeah. He's like, read this. Now, Aladdin, I, am I wrong in thinking, is that part of the 1001 Nights? Shahrazad? It is, yeah. Why did he have like a, a I guess, I guess that's just, just Aladdin, mm -hmm. like a version of Well, that? it was a big book. I think it was the whole thing, and he was just kind of focusing on Aladdin as the, yeah, I guess. As the main story. I guess for the audience's sake, just because yeah. more people yeah. would know who that is than Shahrazad. Exactly. If they said they're not Renaissance fans. Yeah. Yeah. If they would have said Shahrazad, I probably would have bumped this up another point. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so his father shows up with a bird. A raven. Yes. Yes. A raven named Tuki. It's another Hello, Tiki. It's another it's another it's Ace another Ace Ventura thing. Too. <laughs> but I I guess that's from the Raven. Every before, Christmas right? I climb out of a rhinoceros's ass. <laughs> um so you I, have a bird, right? I have a bird, yeah. Do what, you hate do it? you like living with your bird? Okay. Because it seems like, from my experience with you, it seems like an awful gift to give to someone. It wasn't, yeah. So it wasn't a gift to me. Alex, my wife, wanted it. And uh, I got her the bird. And you bought the bird? I bought the bird. She you brought that evil into your house? Yes, I brought the evil into my house. <laughs> it's very loud. It's very annoying. If you're not near it. 
If you are near it and it chills with you, very quiet, very loving. It's actually a good pet if you have the time to, to be around it. I don't have that kind of time, so I get yelled at all day by the bird. It's very <laughs> it can't be stressful. loving. It's got a stupid bird. It's very brain. loving. It's very loving and it's smart. I promise you. Yeah? Yeah. It's I got a, blue jays nesting outside my house. Oh, yeah? I'm, pre- I'm, I'm anticipating them, like, dive-bombing me, because that's what they're known to do. <laughs> Blue Jays dive-bomb people? Yeah, like, if, really? if they don't like you. Please set up cameras. Well, you got to feed please, them so they please. like you. You need to set up cameras so I can see you getting dive-bombed by birds. <laughs> that would be great It, it would be very funny. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're all over the place. Uh, <laughs> well, we go back to the movie. I love the meeting between him and Scrooge. When he's talking to Scrooge. Oh, yeah. Did you get, like, inspiration to write anything watching this? Were you like, I kind of want to write now. I always want to. It's it's the problem of time. (laughs) Time is my enemy in everything I try to accomplish. (laughs) But Time keeps on slipping. 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 Into the future. Into the future. As a great man once said. Right. Specifically for Space Jam. (laughs) So Is that for Space Jam? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's in space really? Jam. Time yeah. keeps on Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing he's like dunking, opening. He's like teaching him. Did he make it for the movie? Oh, I don't know. He may have. I came out around the same time, yeah. obviously. Yeah. No that was a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's either the opening or the end of the movie, right? Cuz he's like if I make this, I'll be the greatest basketball player who ever lived. And I know MJ it's I know it's shot. like they're playing. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's like I haven't seen that movie since like 1995. Yeah. There was a second one that came out. The second one is awesome. Do you like Space Jam? Oh, you Jam? saw it? Yeah, I like the first one. Yeah? Yeah, I love the soundtrack, too. Bugs Bunny has a rap song at the end. It's great. Nice. nice. More money than any rabbit's voice. <laughs> That's what he says on the track. Are the you, end. like, upset after hearing that a little bit? Because I am. Do you know Brian? Pri- <laughs> Not many people know this about Brian, but he actually prides himself on his Bugs Bunny voice. No, my Bugs Bunny's terrible. Really? I, w- I would not say I have a good Bugs Bunny. What are you talking about? I didn't say you did. I just thought you thought you had you had a good one. No, Bunny. no. My Bugs is You know when you said guy. not many people know about that? Apparently, Apparently he doesn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> You're the you, only one. What, you I've have, heard you talk about it before. Like you trying to practice your Bugs Bunny voice. I've, yeah, I've tried to practice it. I'm not good at it. Give us a Bugs. Say ain't I a stinker. Nah, ain't I a stinker? It's not bad. That's not terrible. It's not bad. I'm, I'm not. I'm not confident. My Mickey's far better. Workshop it. You joke. Workshop it. You, you want you, you want to hear my Mickey? My Mickey's not bad. Yeah, give me Mickey. Huh? Huh? Oh boy! That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I'll give you that. My, my Mickey. I think my Mickey is strong. Make him say something horrible. Make Mickey say something. Huh? Oh boy! I love genocide. Uh, that's not horrible <laughs> enough. Hey Mickey, do you have any tauntauns? Tauntauns? Huh? What's a tauntaun? <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got, I got tauntauns coming out of my ass. I got oh. tauntauns coming out of my ass. <laughs> I guess because the Disney yeah. bought Star Wars. Oh. I think Luke is 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 my strongest. Well, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Luke? No. Lucas. Lucas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say, man. Uh, let's get back into it. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we? So I like the knocker. It's like he hears a knock and he's like, what's that noise? Yes. And, and it's Marley. And turns into a Muppet head and goes, yes. <laughs> When Marley and Marley, avarice and greed. I like One More Sleep Till Christmas a lot. That's just fantastic. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. It's easy to be jolly and joyous. <laughs> I uh, know what I'm doing when I get home. <laughs> you ever, have you ever seen the deleted uh, musical number with the girl? 
if you watch it on Disney Plus, you could put that back in because it's a, it, it was in the it's when in the theatrical I was a kid, version. I had a VHS tape that had that in it because that's in the theatrical version. Is it? It got cut from later releases for some reason. So so when I saw when I used to watch it a million times when I was a child, I always saw that. When and then, love is gone, and then I finally saw it again like after fifteen years of not seeing it, and I was like, I feel like something's missing from the movie. And I, I had to like look it up on Disney Plus. If you're watching it there, there's a button that will allow you to put it back in. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So when I watch it, I I make sure mm, man, it's yeah. the you gotta have it. it. Yeah. yeah. So they like he's with his parents, and they explain why they're back. They're like, back. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking it worked. Yeah, but I decided not to do it. You you, you went for it. Yeah. You went for it. You know, this banishment is killing your mother. So he keeps getting interrupted by his parents, by his children, by the maid. And each time it's like, oh, he's not going to be able to finish. It adds a little more to the story, which I liked. Oh, yeah. You know? every, oh, every interruption adds a little bit yeah. more to the build. Yeah, it's, it. it's good writing. Yeah, it is. It's fun. It's, I think it's yeah. a very hard thing in a movie to show the creative process. Because in reality, most of the time, it's just guys silently thinking. It's a guy sitting there with a pen as he's like staring Mm. into space. Like the first scene when he's writing, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, but they do it in a way where it makes it fun, which is great. And not cheesy. Right. Because it could easily just be like an old, you know, like reading is fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But they make it like an introspection to himself, you know? Yeah. And if you need help, being introspective oh to yourself. There we, there we go. There we go. What you could do what is talk to an online licensed therapist. Whoa. Where do you do that? I would go to betterhelp.com. I would wow. click our link in the promo code right down there below. Click it. Talk to an online licensed therapist and get the help you need. Be a better help. Click it before you tick it. It'd be amazing if we never put the link in. We're just like promoting it. We've just, just been saying just it. Saying it. That would not surprise me. I promise all. you, the link is. <laughs> I'd make sure that fucking link is there. If I'm chilling for this fucking bullshit, like the damn I'm making sure it's there. I mean, if I'm it's chilling for this great service that will help you become mentally healthy, give your family the gift of your mental health this season. How, like on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most mentally unstable. What yeah. do you think our average listener is at? Seven. <laughs> that was quick. I didn't even think about Just it. The of psychos. Psychotic. <laughs> and there's some outliers that are even more. Yeah. There's an average. Yeah. We love you guys. Seriously, though, some of you probably need better help. <laughs> Uh, so give your family the gift of your mental health this holiday season stop being a burden like Steve and go betterhelp.com and talk to an online licensed therapist you don't have to leave your house you can customize it to yourself your religion your preferences whatever you want and talk to someone on your time I wish I wasn't a burden (laughs) me too (laughs) betterhelp.com okay So, so he comes up with Marley. And there's the flashback to the there's dad's flashbacks arrest. Flashbacks to them getting arrested. Uh, 
Forster's like trying to get a fiance, but he can't. Oh, and his sister has a sick kid. Sister has a little yeah, sick Henry. kid that looks like Tiny Tim, and yeah. he, he rides on his father's shoulder. I have a feeling that was probably real, but I don't know. Did we look into this? No, I didn't. <laughs> no. Me neither. <laughs> I don't. I bet it's not real. You, th- you think That's, it's that not... feels like movie shit? Mm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because if if he had like a sick nephew or sick child, mm-hmm. that would really make like make this good. At least when it comes to Steve's history, like, right? I really want to. I really want this reality. to be real. I, hope I want that, it to be real. I hope there's a boy. I hope there's a just a sick child, an just empty chair at the table, and a <laughs> crutch by the fire. Oh my <laughs> god, this is real. What? His sister Frances had two sons, Henry Augustus in 1839 and Charles Dickens Kenneller in 1841, both born in London. Henry Jr. was a disabled and sickly child and is said to have been the inspiration for Tiny Tim. Oh, man. Wow. This movie's wow more legit than yeah. I thought. So this is real. It's sick. So mm-hmm. Dickens legit was just taking this shit in his life. This is how he wrote it. Yeah, it seems this is very accurate. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that that. Well, I'm not happy that the kid was sick. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hundred you know, years, two hundred years ago, well, almost. Yeah, everybody died back yeah. then. <laughs> well, you had ten kids, you're gonna lose at least six. Eighteen hundreds. Um, Mr. Leach. Mr. Leach. That's a name. Once you get that name, you just got to be a piece you of shit, right? Be, right? Mr. Leach. No- I do nothing for myself. I only <laughs> siphon it from the vital. <laughs> I'm Mr. Leach. <laughs> I not- attach myself to hardworking individuals <laughs> and profit from their sweat and tears. I only suck the blood out of those I am near. <laughs> yes, I'm Mr. Leach. Yeah, Mr. Leach, you can't be like a good philanthropist, right? Wasn't he the lifestyles and the rich and famous guy? Oh, yeah. Robin Leach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Robin Leach. Yeah. He's not rich or successful. He just goes to the yeah, house. He's a leech. He's leeching off, he's leeching off the, the rich and famous. Now, I found it funny because the other the other guy. So this is the illustrator who did like the, the pictures. Yeah, he's the yeah. bad guy from Mason Tour too. The guy who put together the book is like Mr. Grubb. Is he? Yeah, they're all they're, they're all they're named all... after bugs. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? What was happening in London? They're all named after bugs. <laughs> the English. I'm Bill Centipede. Me <laughs> <laughs> to help you with your book, <laughs> Zachary Beetle. <laughs> So, do you know that Leech did a book called The Comic History of Rome? Yeah. Wait, Leech is real? Yeah, he's like, a real guy. Real name? Yeah, yeah, he really is like a popular Oof. artist of and that What time. is it, joke joke books about fucking gladiators? <laughs> no, it looks like it's like like illustrated history of Rome. If you open that up and it's just a bunch of people sitting in the Coliseum talking about like they want to be a woman and a man <laughs> and then the people's front woman. of... <laughs> People's Judea front. Yeah. I just flew in from Bithynia. Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> there's Italians and there's Wops. <laughs> See, the thing about Sam Knights is they be shopping. 
You're supposed to throw the Christians to the lions. <laughs> How many of y'all like orgies? Got to get our composure for a second. <laughs> oh, God, I can't breathe. All right. So now... Uh, Mr. Fezziwick. <laughs> yeah, he meets a guy named Mr. Fezziwick. He's dancing in the street. And he's like, oh, this guy, you're going in the book. <laughs> you the this guy's so high energy. Yeah. <laughs> you're in there. And by the way, through this whole thing, like Christopher Plummer keeps appearing and like giving witty quips. And being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Being screwed. Yeah. yeah. Being really bug. funny, though. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. the best part of the movie. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. And you're watching this, you're like, how come he never played a Scrooge? I guess this. This Patrick Stewart stole all the fucking glory from that. <laughs> oh, you think? Yeah. Enough with fucking Patrick Stewart. I was actually thinking hey. the other day. <laughs> watch, we watch haven't had, because usually they, I actually, yesterday I watched the George C. Scott version. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How was that? It was good. It's pretty, you know, it's. Turn it off. It's a Christmas Carol. It's <laughs> yeah. 1994, you know, but mm-hmm. um, they're. They Charles have- Dickens, you son of a bitch. I read your book. <laughs> Oh no! no turn it off! What was turn it off! He's sitting there as they're showing yeah. a Tiny Tim's grave. He's all fucked up. Wasn't Bill Murray in one? Scrooge. Scrooge, right? Yeah, yeah. That's my personal favorite. That's your favorite, Scrooge? Yeah, I love Scrooge. Oh. Mm-hmm. Number two is Muppets. I love them both. Okay. But I was thinking they haven't done an adaptation of a Christmas carol in a couple of years. Since Patrick like a- Stewart? We're watching it. I'm talking yeah, right is it. now. Yeah. This is, this is the newest but one. But even TV, they used to just do one every couple of years and be like, ABC presents oh, yeah. a Christmas carol. Well, and this, they'd this have is, some British actors. This is a very original take. Because it's not really about a Christmas carol. It's as totally much as, about a Christmas it's carol. It's a lot about Dickens. It's, but it has the entire Christmas carol story yes. in the, built into the movie. I know. It's a <laughs> meta version of it. Yeah. It's a very original take. I, I like it, but I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say like, oh, this is a Christmas carol movie. You know what I mean? It totally is, though. I know, but like, yeah, I know. You I, get there's it. more to it. Yeah, but at its heart, it's another Christmas Carol movie. Yeah. So I like. Um, he reads in the movie. He reads the book to the nanny, the maid. Yeah, the maid. Yeah, she and, had gotten there. She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing Queens. A boyfriend gets out. Oh, crushing scenes. Where was she to go? She's out in the fanny. She's the nanny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I found it weird that there was a Jew from Brooklyn in Victoria. <laughs> I don't. But Mister Dickens, <laughs> you can't kill Tiny Tim. <laughs> How hot was Fran? So hot, but She's that is an intolerable hot. voice. No, it's hot. The you voice? Yes. Oh, I would not. I can't. You got to put up with it. I don't have to put up. I think with it's. It. I, don't I think it's charming. To. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. (laughs) Put your dick away and think with your brain for a second. (laughs) You know it's not charming. Don't tell me what I like. (laughs) I do that voice two more times, you're going to want to punch me in the face. I think he's. What are you eating? What the fuck is in your mouth? Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. Balls. Balls. (laughs) He's fucking talking to me with his mouth full. I'm surprised the fat guy's not the one that's been oh. chewing on the show. Oh, it's decadence. <laughs> it's tapioca. I had a bubble tea. Mm. 
Oh, you're such a millennial. Decadent. <laughs> Where's my avocado toast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let me pet a doggo. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy a Tamagotchi and be really cool. Yeah, how ironic! <laughs> I have something from the '90s. <laughs> Go get my Game Boy. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> let me listen to the Lumineers. <laughs> Don't you like the Lumineers? He loves the Lumineers. Lumineers are fucking you awesome. Saw them live. <laughs> this millennial fuck preaching to me. <laughs> I like because I like sweet things. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, so I love this in the movie. The Ghost of Present comes and they show him like the Cratchits. You know, they show Dick is the Cratchit, and Scrooge is like, you should let me explain my side of things. Yeah, Great line. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love a version of the movie. He's got like a whole written out thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How great would a version of A Christmas Carol From be? Scrooge's Scrooge's perspective. perspective. And he's like. In defense of Scrooge. Yeah. And it's all just like about like, I needed to evict that. <laughs> Posterity is important, you know, the individual. And the whole. Society breaks down. When <laughs> the whole Scrooge defense movie takes place before Christmas Eve. Yeah. So he's now redeemed. Yeah. It. <laughs> like it ends with him going to bed before like all the ghosts. And he wakes up the next morning. He's just a different person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he needs a, uh, he needs a jolly Christmas ghost. Yes. And Leech is like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm. Ghosts are scary. I don't know what, yeah. you're, what you want me to do. So they dress up Forrester in like a crown and like rosy cheeks and mm. like holding something like a... He looks like the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He has like a, a flaming torch and stuff. Mm. He's jolly, though. He is jolly. That's Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, go ahead. Continue. I, I said it. I oh, that's it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a you, light you one. You know what okay. it is, right? I forgot mm-hmm. why he, that happened. They're talking, no, you, no, you didn't. You didn't forget. So they're, you, they're talking about Newman, mm-hmm. and they're describing his, like, his personality. You think Newman's jolly? Me, personally? Yeah. No, but it's because they're talking about why that girl would date Newman, mm. and they're like, well, he oh, is. Oh, the hot girl, yeah. Yeah. And Jerry's like, is he jolly? <laughs> he is jolly. <laughs> yeah. Wayne Knight. Um, so now we meet the uh, ghost of Christmas yet to come. Mm-hmm. Tiny Tim is dead. Yes. The maid is very upset about this. Forster's yes. very upset about this. Nobody wants Tiny Tim to, Everybody's to die. Everybody's like, you can't kill this yeah. kid. Scrooge by, has to save him. By this point in the movie, we're learning about his own person, Dickens' personal hangups. Yes. Yeah, he With, doesn't like, think evil He has unresolved redeemed. resentment towards his father, mm-hmm. who's been hanging around. He's a bit of a Scrooge, you could say. You could yes. say that. Yes, he's, he's a Scrooge. And he needs to solve those issues in order to finish the book. And to me, this was the part of the movie that I found to be a little like stretched out. This is the most fictional stuff. Yeah, you could have mm-hmm. shaved off some of this because to like doesn't it seem to me and I realize that we're very familiar with the story. Yes. And it's been over 150 years of people knowing this thing and adapting it to right. everything. Doesn't the end of A Christmas Carol seem so obvious? Like obviously he gets redeemed. Obviously he gets a second chance and fixes his life. To think that there was ever a moment where Dickens was like, no, he's going to, it's just going to be miserable. Tiny Tim dies and there's no point to any of this. It's so stupid. There's no way that was. I actually think that could have been a thing at that time because that could be the lesson. You know, if you're trying to make an impact to the rich, there's two ways you could do it. You, you send could- him, you send him to hell. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're like, look at how fucked up you are. You killed that kid. But then there's no point. 
Because then no one can be saved. Well, that's but, one way. And then you're hoping that the rich right. will change. Or you show them the Scrooge way, the way. where things get better. There's right. two ways to do it. Right. I suppose. If he kills Tiny Tim, the story's not as popular. It's it's not as impactful. No, yeah, no. Because there, there's no way back. You know? It's like what's done is done. Exactly. That's well, what makes it great. When mm-hmm. you look at, so far, the movie in relation to his real life, every every little piece so far... Like in the movie when he's compa- like, oh, he's connecting this to this part of the story, this, this part of the story. If there was no real connection like written down about this where it's like, oh, how does he come up with the ending? We really don't know. You got to fill it in somehow. And I think this was a good fill in if you had a fill in. Yeah, it works. You know what the I movie's, mean? The movie does it well. Yeah. Like like, could, I, I just feel like you could have shaved off a couple of minutes, like with him going back to the boot black factory and shit. Like, yeah, that didn't was really kind need of, that. That was unnecessary. Well, they want to build that need climax. An end. Yeah, you, you know. Need an end. Mm-hmm. And I also think it shows. But he had he essentially what 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 happens at the end of a Christmas card plays out in real life for him. Yes, yes. Where he go runs and he stops his father at the train station. Like, hey, come celebrate yeah. with yeah. us, live with us. Right. You know, he does the whole thing. Yeah. Um, him writing it was therapeutic. Yes. So now, if he wanted to talk to his father at the train station, he didn't have to run all the way there. No, he didn't. But he could have even done. <laughs> is used Riverside.fm. Wow, what's to that? To contact him, and they could beautifully telecommunicate with each other. Telecom? Was there telephones? Like, <laughs> well, well like if basic the technology ones, right, existed, point? Dickens is a smart guy. He would have used Riverside. When was, when was Alexander Graham Bell? <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen, uh, like eighteen ninety. Yeah, oh, you it wasn't around. The credit, not the Italian guy. Oh, uh, Marconi. Yeah. What is with you and credit? No, no, Mayuchi. <laughs> Mayuchi. Mayuchi. Yeah. What is with you and giving credit today? I want people to get their credit. <laughs> He's obsessed with credit. What's happening? I've learned this about Brian from doing the show. Yeah. Brian always wants to give everyone their due. Yeah. Like the guy who's the real first integrated baseball player. Who was it? Moses Fleetwood Walker. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> These people are overshadowed, and it's fucking bullshit. They get a race. We're watching a Christmas carol unfold with Brian tonight because he wants credit. He doesn't get it, so he's like trying to give it out. I don't ask for credit for myself. That's what he's saying. What does he want credit for? Everything he does. Brian? Yeah. You're a good man and a great friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. I needed that. A little Christmas spirit. Now I'm not going to go jump off the bridge tonight. (laughs) He's going to save people from jumping. I'm going to send Clarence in after you. God, please, do you pr- do you ever pray for me at night? Oh boy, Brian's thinking about oh. giving away God's greatest gift. <laughs> Two galaxies. Do you ever target. do you ever just stop and pray? Like, please, God, help Brian Rupert. I <laughs> should you not. I have done that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it's funny because I do the exact opposite. So it probably just canceled. He it's neutral. For that's, my why, fault. that's why yeah, you're neutrally exactly. going through life. It's Tabla Rasa. <laughs> this is a Riverside head, right? <laughs> um, so Riverside is the best online communication tool. Uh, you could telecommunicate in beautiful 4K. Great customer service. Download it. It's the best thing you could do for podcasting, conferences, any of that stuff. Records it perfectly. It's what you want to use. Riverside.fm. Click our promo code. Sign up today. Good. There you go. Yeah, click it. Click it. Why not? It's a good time. All right. So where are we? <laughs> Is there anything better than English drinking songs? We're not there, but there was kind of a scene where they were at a bar and they walk out and they're like, I hear it in the background. And I've always seen really cool drinking songs from the English and we don't have any. Well, they love What's to do that. This? 
Like even their their sports teams, like they have like individual songs for yeah. their soccer teams. Um, forever blowing bubbles. bubbles. They like their celebrations, much like the Irish. I think that's just a Britain like British Isles thing. Never can watch though. your fucking words. What you're saying, <laughs> lumping the English and the Irish together. I didn't lump them. I'm just saying, be careful. There's a man. There's he's, a man who's fucking, typing right he now. He has the keyboard <laughs> up, and he's ready to tell you what's what. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. <laughs> Remember we were talking about outliers before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me a fucking outlier. Me <laughs> <you> fucking therapy. <laughs> I'm gonna sign up to Riverside just to come and contact you. <laughs> he leaves leaving bad reviews. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason uh before that happened, we'd meet Zachary, who's like, Oh, I sold ten thousand books. Oh, it's actually Thackery. 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 Is it actually Thackeray? It's Thackeray. Oh, okay. Um, I thought that was just like a, a f- funny pronunciation that they were doing to make fun of him. No, that's like, uh, you know. Um, he's a critic. He's, yeah. he's also Thackeray a writer. Binks. Mm. Thackeray Binks from, uh, what's it called? Hocus Pocus. 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 Yes. Uh, he's actually the great grandfather of one of my characters. <laughs> uh, one with a double organ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, George. <laughs> nice to finally meet you. <laughs> Surprised you showed up steal, for Christmas. I can't steal can't the bit. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> Brian's having a conniption. Does he do George? Should <laughs> 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 yeah. he do it? <laughs> um, so he, in the movie, he goes to the factory and he confronts his past. Right. And he r- realizes that he's not going to kill Tiny Tim. And he finishes the book. Who did not die. die. Yeah. yeah. He was a child <laughs> slave, just like in China. <laughs> yeah, he built iPhones yeah, and built tablets. IPhones. <laughs> Mining for cobalt. <laughs> Lithium batteries. Yeah. No shoes. No shoes. You ever see those kids in India? They bring in like ships that are decommissioned. They're like so f- old and fucked up. They'll like beach a ship. And then they get children with no shoes on to wade through rust and mud and like rip the ships apart and like store the scrap metal. It's like the worst job That's anyone's hard. ever had. This got dark. <laughs> yeah. It's called shipbreaking. Shipbreaking. That's right. Shipbreaking. Get him knew what I was talking about. Yeah. I said it should be hauled away as garbage. Oh, man. You're a Klingon. <laughs> um, yeah. Look up videos of shipbreaking and put it in the thing. I don't want to do that. Just like, but, but here's what you think. You stop the show. Right. 10 minutes of shipbreaking. <laughs> Uninterrupted. Ant's face in the corner, pointing at Bah Humbug. <laughs> no, you do like like a like I'm a black guy on Instagram. I'm doing this. <laughs> You're pointing yeah. at the video. It's <laughs> like send more, reduce the surplus population. <laughs> it's so dark. It's the Christmas episode. Yeah. Ship breaking, man. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Kids, I've never heard the of the kids this. yearn to go back That's to the mines. like most of the ships that you know, on Earth that like That's are done. They them? send them to get ship broken. And what do they do with the pieces? They sell them or reuse I guess, them? Yeah, I guess. Like they're just getting that metal, getting all that copper wiring. Yeah. Would you buy like a piece of like a like a U.S. naval ship? No, I buy pieces of Berlin Wall. <laughs> okay, those seem to pop up everywhere. They sell. They sold them. Yeah. yeah. Can't you just go to the wall and take a piece off now? No, it's gone. I thought there's still remnants no, of the they wall got them in like, like sections. Like, maybe. I know Roger Waters was building things. He's on very it. obsessed yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, like all good artists, uh, Charles now is in fits of rage against his father. Yes. You know, he hates him. Um, I, didn't even... I was like, tell him, George. But realistically, Charles, like if you have a bad father, you probably become a better artist, which is why I intend to do this to my child. <laughs> it works for Michael Jackson. Yeah, exactly. It works for all good artists. It really does. You know, I'll raise I, I the think, best author. I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at my output and what I do. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to force yeah. my child to work in a coal mine. You know, 11 years later, I'll come back, try to get his fortune. What are you going to call your father and thank him? <laughs> yeah. Just say thanks, Dad. Thanks for leaving us and being a jerk off my whole life. Yeah. You created me. The success you see in front of you. <laughs> Feast upon your work. The works of your loins. Feast upon your work. Feast upon. Oh, he's eat you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm saying suck my dick in like a different Feast way. on this, yeah. Dad. <laughs> but it's almost like, like you're there and you're like, look at it. Jesus. <laughs> Nude. Yeah. Nude. This is your comeuppance. <laughs> Emphasis on the cum. <laughs> there's, there's nothing like Christmas. Like, nothing like a good Christmas episode with child slavery. Like, like Brian, in, Brian's dad is just at his house somewhere upstate New York. And he's just sitting on his couch today, and the door gets blasted open, gets kicked open, and Brian's standing there with, with no pants on. And he's just like, look at me. Look at what you've done. <laughs> Who will take care of this? Yeah. It is father, it is time. Feast your eyes. And that, that'll be his redemption. Like Everyone, oh, it's all yeah. Care of now. Yeah. Everyone needs a good character arc. Yeah. This is your Christmas carol. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we reconcile with gay incestual rape. The spirits are just looking in horror. <laughs> they go back to the past. How do we stop them from stop doing them? this? And every time they can't stop you, it's <laughs> It's a time loop. It's a time loop. It's a fixed point. <laughs> it's like it's like in the Avengers when yeah. they're looking for a yeah, timeline where it works. If this doesn't it happen, works. like a comet destroys the universe. Yeah, you know, like Clarence is like, <laughs> how many timelines where Did, he doesn't many, bugger his? We father. went through a billion. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Doctor Strange has to keep witnessing it over and over. He's like, like shell shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every time Brian's attitude is just more arrogant. Uh, yes. Hey, boy, it's yeah. <laughs> Feast upon your works or despair. What's the actual it line? That has religious butchered? overtones. <laughs> Kids look upon my works and, and just... I like feast upon your works. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think I like it better now too. Um that, that's a perceiver pickup line. You say that to chicks. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody try using that. Let us know God. if it works. Did we mention that he fired his nanny? I, I was about to get he got to it. He threw her out. Yeah. And he's he in a fit of rage. She's not a nanny. She's a maid. maid. She's his Bob Cratchit. Yes. You yes. know, he, he rehires her and he's like, I've changed, you know, and he's a good guy yep. now. Yep. So can I, can we talk about real Dickens uh, and his family? <laughs> yes. Oh, I was waiting for this. Sure. Yeah. All right. This pulls a private parts. 
or uh, like uh, the dirt situation. Look, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. So apparently, <laughs> at like age forty-five, he got rid of his wife and traded her in for an eighteen-year-old. The maid, an actress. No, an actress. This is in real life. Oh, yeah. And the maid's a fictional character. He tried to get his wife uh, committed. Like as an insane. <laughs> he tried person. to have her sectioned. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And some people speculate that there was nothing wrong with her. And he. Yeah. He, he just. Did it. He, he couldn't. Just, he couldn't divorce her. her because it was so hard to get a divorce right. from prominent people back then. Right. And he has also built up this character as being like the pinnacle of morality. Right. So right. he was. He's. He's had an affair and like he was a real piece of shit about it. Horrible. Every time nobody he... knew about this until recently, too. Like How? they they dug up like old letters and things. So he actually had most of their the people don't know all the details of the relationship mm -hmm. because he had most of the letters between the two of them burnt. Yeah. When he was getting ready to die, he had all his personal correspondence burnt and he had her burn up all his mm -hmm. like letters to her. But uh, apparently this has come out in recent years. Now, for all we know, this is character assassination. I don't be. know. But be. they made a movie in like 2012 about the girl. Really? Yeah. And I didn't hear about this. Yeah, it wouldn't we'll be have surprising. to do it at some point, right? Successful men. Uh, that's what happens. It wouldn't be surprising at all. Um, um, but if if you think about what he's doing, like in this movie, when he's talking to these characters, like you said, he hallucinates and talks to them. Yeah. Like, it's whimsical to us. But if you step away from the whimsical seeing the characters, he is just a lunatic. He's a, ma he's a maniac. He's a lunatic screaming, screaming to himself, himself. In his, in his yeah. Well, they have that scene where they show his wife and as he's screaming yeah. and raging in the room about the Fight story. Me. And she's just like, my girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do I do this? Yeah. He's doing it again. All right. So I could see that being. He's a not even torturous. drunk. <laughs> no. No, he's just a crazy person running around town and like doing things. Oh, he's a crazy person over here. <laughs> You're crazy. You're dead. The movie about the actress uh, is called The Invisible Woman. Yeah. And uh, the, her name is Ellen Turnin. There you go. Nice. Mm -hmm. The so Shroud of Turnin. We can kind of skip ahead here. Well, he has like his Christmas story moment yeah, and, and the book comes out. He's successful. He does it. The maid comes back. He gets a Tannenbaum. The Forrester gets married, and it ra it has a nice, happy wrap-up ending. Everybody wraps up real quick. It's great. Real quick. And the book comes <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. That was uh, that was that. So I do you know how much money he made from the book after self-publishing it? Uh, it could be fifteen, twenty dollars. You're actually not pounds. far off. It was like forty pounds. I'm, what are you I'm talking trying... about? He so he sold out that first print really quick, right? And he made almost no money on it because he had such high cost. Yeah, but once those prints, yeah, but, he's, oh, he made I mean, it later on. Later on, yeah, I'm talking about that initial run. He made Royalty. nothing from from it. Well, forty pounds merchandising is, is, you know, where the real money from the book is made. <laughs> Scrooge dolls, Scrooge figures. <laughs> And he, they had play adaptations of the book almost like immediately. Immediately, yeah, it was like right after. Um, it is very, very amazing. May the Schwartz so. be with you. I love this. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I believe in Christmas and I believe in the Christmas spirit and Christmas miracles. I couldn't tell because, you know, people believe you if you're dressed well and, and I, I looking think, at you. I think you could always change, <laughs> you know? Um, and a writer trying to get a book out around Christmas time, I think that's something we should all support. And if you want to do that, I would look at our next sponsor, 
uh, who's also a listener of this show. He's definitely like, he's not like a seven. He's, he's like a one on the crazy level. Oh, so he's sane. He's sane. Oh, yeah, he's, oh. he's, he's a perfectly sane foodie. <laughs> Um, is this Toxic Pond guy? Toxic Pond, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So his Kickstarter ends on Christmas. Let's get him over that line, Let's guys. Do it. Go buy the book. I'm All gonna, right, I'm gonna buy it. Ready? I'm gonna read the copy. Yeah. Looking for that perfect holiday gift for that comic book and horror aficionado in your life? Yes. Well, look no further. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt, yes. the Vault of Horror, and now Tales from Toxic Pond. Brought to you by Space Chimp Comics, an indie comic book company hailing from Florida's Space Coast. Where is the Space Coast? Is that Cape Canaveral? I would assume so. Yeah. I almost said I've never Cape- heard the term. Does he just watch like shuttle launches constantly? His house shakes <laughs> once a once a He's month. He's just getting shot with debris. What's that? What's, what's the the X SpaceX? SpaceX. 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 Aren't yeah. they in Austin? SpaceX. Yeah. I think they're in Texas. Yeah. Okay. Where's uh, fuck? Uh, where's Cape Cod? Massachusetts. That's Massachusetts. Okay. Cape Canaveral is Florida. Yes. Right? Is that where NASA was? Yes. Why did they launch from Florida? Weather. It rains there. Well, uh, or probably close to the middle of the. I think it has something to do with the equator. The, the equator. Oh, yeah, gravity. Okay, that makes sense. I know in when in Civ. Yeah. When you're gonna make the space elevator, great wonder. Uh huh. You can only do it at certain latitudes. Really? Yeah. Oh. Probably that, that's usually like the end of the game with science. Yeah, it's like nobody plays that long. <laughs> yeah, because you, to... you all become a warrior dictator. So <laughs> I've usually nuked half the planet. Yeah. You're you're the Gandhi, right? My yeah. my favorite thing to do in the game is just nuke a society in oblivion. Yeah, usually Russia. Me, I never click with uh, Catherine. Catherine the Great. Well, it's mm. Peter nowadays. But oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, they've done both. But. Uh, t- Space space goes uh, reminiscent of classic sci-fi and cosmic horror series such as the Twilight Zone, Night Gallery, and the Peter Cushing led name drops. Yep, we went over that last time. Yep, name drop soup. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see the Christmas episode of the Twilight Zone? No. The no. meek shall inherit the earth, oh, or man. Night of the Meek. What? Oh, get him! It's Night of the Meek, right? Well, we're not. We're not talking. Yeah, it's about Night of the Meek. Meek is well, neither they or them. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> Peter Cushion led films, blah, 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 blah. Tales from Toss Pond. Uh, yeah, but so Night of the Meek, real quick. You, ever, you never saw this one? It's great. No. So Art Carney is like- uh, Art Carney! With the stars, Art Carney, <laughs> Audrey Meadows, and Joyce Randolph. <laughs> I love the Honeymooners. I, they're great. Um, what, where are you at with the Honeymooners, Steve? No? No. He likes the Flintstones. But... Yeah. He likes the pretty pictures and the colors. Yeah, I like colors. But Night of the Meek, so Art Carney's like this bumbling guy, and he finds a sack, and he starts walking around with it, and anybody, anything anybody wants for Christmas, he's able to find in this sack. He's Santa. It, he's yeah. not Santa. He found Santa's sack. Right. So, like, he's going to bars and stuff, and he's giving people, like, what Bottles they want, and, like, and eventually, like, he's accused of robbery and theft, and, like, he's thrown in prison. Long story short, he ends up getting out and he's giving everybody their Christmas wishes and his Christmas wish, it turns out, was to make everyone else's come true all the time and he ends up becoming Santa at the end. It's an awesome episode. That's cool. That's fun. I like yeah. that. Um, would you be Santa? I fucking would love to be Santa. You want to be That's Santa? That's not even That's a like joke. That's like your goal? So like the, the movie with Tim Allen. That the is Santa like Claus. the best thing ever. Yes. 
So if you were, <laughs> if there was someone on your roof dressed as Santa, you're, kill ta- him. you're taking him. I'm out. taking the shot. <laughs> just, just on the off chance, this is the way it works. <laughs> Santa has like, um, like, like assassin rules almost, right? Where it's like, yeah. if you could take out Santa, you, you could become, become the yeah. Santa. Yes. You become immortal. Yeah. yeah. You work one day a year. Yeah. And you have an army of people who are going to do whatever you want. And you, you get want, amazing right? hot chocolate. Yeah. 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 That's what it's about. Yeah. I would I would totally just become Santa. And I can do, do whatever you, I want. Do you take Santa's wife? Do you get Mrs. Claus in that deal? Isn't that what the sequel was about? Well, he had to find a Mrs. Claus. You have to find one. Okay. Because he didn't have one. Oh, uh, so you don't. So what happens if I have a Mrs. Claus and then I die? She's out too. She dies too. You're no, like you, connected. You get divorced. <laughs> you get divorced and it ruins that one kid's life. It becomes a really tough time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like it's it's really affecting everyone's yeah. relationship. He becomes a great <laughs> artist, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brian kicks the door in. Feast <laughs> <laughs> upon your worms. <laughs> How did we end up back here? <laughs> Are we reading? We're reading an ad. <laughs> anyway, toxic bond. Uh, hold on. Uh, t- tales from no toxic. No clothes. Just Santa hat. <laughs> Make it even crazy. Blow, blow, blow. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Tales from Toxic Pond is a horror anthology series with standalone stories centered around the mysterious, supernatural Toxic Pond. Issue number one is now live on Kickstarter. Follow us on Instagram at Space Chimp Comics and back the project at kickstarter.com and search Tales from Toxic Pond number one. So click that link. It's down there. Go support a writer trying to make it. And have a cool book come out. Also, I thought I did something that I was hoping would help him. Um, if you buy the book, there's a special perceiver tier. So if you're a listener of this podcast, you will sign it and you can get a one of one sketch done by me of whatever you want. I will draw it and send it to you. So you can have a horrendous drawing. Wouldn't it be great if Brian tried he to do to something do like 200 drawings? Brian, Brian did something <laughs> that he thought would help the guy, but it wouldn't. But it's something like that could not ever possibly help him. Like, so I did something that I thought would help him. I molested a dog. I found a dog and I fondled his genitals. The voices told me it would help. <laughs> <laughs> And then he just Brian, said, how would that help him? <laughs> well, the voices told me to what kill the mean? couple in the car. Yeah. The, you know, what do you want me to do? I said to the dog, feast upon my work. <laughs> um, yeah, but so click that link, support Space Chimp Comic. He's a listener of the show. He's a good guy. I want that book to hit its quota. Yeah. And you can get a one of one sketch and the book. So and I'll draw whatever you want. Take a beat. Uh do, do we tell them about the ad that may or may not be in it? Okay, yeah, yeah. We could. could. Yeah, tell them. So we did make an ad for the show in there. It is a original AI work of art. I can't say I, like we made it ourselves. We didn't draw it, but we did put it together, and it is resembles Steve a- killed a, it. It resembles a comic book cover. So when you get it, you will see an, a really cool ad from the show in there. And I'm uh, not going to put it here. We're not going to put it here because it is starring us. Maybe we'll show it one day. Maybe we'll put it on a shirt one day. But yeah. let's see how far we can get with this first. Yeah. So if you yeah. want to see that image and have the only printed version of it. Or it's going to come out really bad and blurry. No, no. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> so, guys, that's it for uh, the movie. We got to rate it. What do you rate it? Yeah. I, I, I picked this. 
blind. I gave this an eight. Eight out of ten. Okay. Seven. I loved it. I'm seven and a half. Okay. I think it's a really solid movie. There's, it's fun. It's a good there's watch. nothing bad in there. It's the told, history bumped it up. I watched this once in 2017. I watched it again, like, you know, however many years later. Yeah. It's feel good, historically, pretty accurate. Yeah. Nothing it's, bad it's to say. It's inoffensive. It's a fine yeah, watch. It's great. You know? Good, good family watch, I guess. You know? Uh, before we get to the sketch, there's one last order of business. What sketch? sketch? Oh. And the last Christmas plug. Well, my, uh, my drawing for the episode. What you got in your hand? So, I have had this for a while now. How long is a while? Since we did the Christmas episode. Okay. Oh, On our Christmas good. podcast, you guys played the newlywed game. Oh, you did it yourself. I did it myself, but we ran out of time and I forgot to do it. So we will play it live, and this is kind of a preview. If you haven't gotten our Christmas pod on Bandcamp, this is uh, it. My wife filled out these answers. I have no idea you what's don't know on there. The contents of this envelope. No, I don't know what she put. She sealed it. I had her seal it. Yeah, that I wanted a, to ensure the integrity. Cardboard style. Uh, yes. Right, here we go. So, so the newlywed. I'm game. going to ask Brian the questions. I would laugh yes. really hard he if this was trying him. to guess this what his him. wife wrote. By the yes. way, I became a servant, and you've been served. Is <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Divorce papers. I yeah. start weeping. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be so that funny. Would be so that great. would be so Merry funny. Merry Christmas. This is it. Yeah. I've had enough of you. <laughs> you and your fucking What ass. would your spouse say is the weirdest or most unique tradition that your family does at Christmas? So I am going to say that it was me and my sister would go to and see a movie on Christmas Day in the morning. Alessandra wrote, I don't think he believes any tradition is weird. <laughs> You're very, you're very open. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of down with every celebration, mm. but yeah, I think she misunderstood the question. Mm. Yeah. It's Christmas Day. You are looking all around and you can't find your spouse. Finally, you find them hiding in a closet, devouring which holiday treat? Uh, chocolate chip cookies. That is correct. Mm -hmm. That is what she wrote. Yeah. That's yeah. That's like my only treat that I. Really it's like. your spouse's turn to pick out a Christmas movie. Naturally, they pick their favorite one. Which is it? My favorite is a Christmas story. So I'm going to say a Christmas story. Alessandra uh, knows you well. Okay. What, what what's our record so far? You got two out of three. All right, not bad. All right, number four. Meatloaf would be ex happy with these answers. Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your spouse had it their way. When when would they put the Christmas decorations up? Never Black Friday or last minute? I would put them up Black Friday. That's four. All Christmas things should be done from Black Friday until Christmas. Mm -hmm. Well, you you make your thoughts known on this very often. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm yeah. Not, I am, I'm not surprised she's gotten. Yeah, I'm open is, about my Christmas beliefs, yes. Yeah, on a, Christmas morning, this is a sus, sus what thing. does your spouse wish under the tree? Mm. That's interesting. What do I wish was under the tree? Man, this is so hard. There's so it many. Could be answers. anything. Yeah, there's so many answers. Ah, uh, I'm gonna say I know this isn't there, but I'm gonna tell you guys okay. a son, a son. Yeah, and I know that's not that's not what she put. Mm -hmm. What did she uh, put? She put movies for his collection. Okay, it's kind of like similar. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Those are kind of my children. <laughs> what is your spouse's go-to Christmas song? 
My favorite is "Same Old Lang Syne" by Dan Fogelberg. Yes, that is I your go. That. That's your go-to. Yeah, yeah but. um, but I don't think she put that. She did not. I think she put. I shouldn't have told him that. Well, no, I, I think she put Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. That's exactly what she put. Did you read this? Yeah, this is no. a little suspect. No, I dude, swear to God. You've never played You've that. never played that in my, your entire I life. I play it all the time. Any of us. You played it once. I think I've heard that once, and it was never from you. It was from my wife's You're uncle. not Gen X. You can't like that song. Yeah. I like that song. It's a good song. It's a good <laughs> Christmas your, song. Your song is same old Lang Syne, so that is, but I, this I is kind of sus. I knew she wouldn't get that. A little sus, but continue. Which of these characters best describes your spouse's feelings about Christmas? Is it Buddy the Elf, Ebenezer Scrooge, or Hans Kruber? I'm totally Buddy the Elf. Yeah, that's that is that's, what Alessandro. I think that one's well. obvious, that's right? Obvious, yeah, that's an obvious one. Number eight, Crunchy Frog. Which of these characters is most similar to your spouse? Wait, wait, Crunchy Frog. It's uh, Monty Python. Uh, okay. Uh, which of these characters is most similar to your spouse? Clark Griswold, Ralphie Parker, or George Bailey? I think that I'm most like George Bailey, but I'm also like Clark Gris Griswold because I'm a complete fuck up. I'm going to say probably she said George Bailey because she loves Wonderful well, I'm sorry to tell this, but no, apparently your wife Ralphie. thinks that you are a small child incapable of adult level love. Yeah. She thinks I'm You're a little Parker. boy. Yes. Yeah. She has. She, she thinks I'll shoot she my does eye not out. Think, she does not think highly of you as a husband. You are mainly just another person living I'm a in little the house. boy. Yes. That needs to be cared for. <laughs> She's going to wash my mouth out with soap. Right. Oh, fudge. That movie stinks. I love it. It's the best. Uh, what Christmas song does your spouse despise the most? Oh, well, the worst song ever recorded by a human being is Bruce Springsteen, yeah. Santa Claus is Coming So I walked out, I just moved to New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. And you had to listen to Bruce as I part of your residency. I walked out into my backyard, <laughs> That's how you into my backyard license. last yeah. night, and the house behind me was throwing a party in their yard and blaring that. Did oh, you take out a funny. gun and shoot and out then, their speaker? I was like, I guess this is it. This is where I am now. <laughs> this is Bruce country. I also, I went to a brewery yesterday, and they had this event where Santa was there. Yeah. And I was talking with Santa, and he was just telling me about going to Asbury Park and watching Bruce. <laughs> That's what Santa does. This is amazing. <laughs> I love your your Bruce interactions. Uh, so she did not pick the Bruce song. What'd she pick? Happy Xmas, War is Over. I, that's John Lennon, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not crazy one, about yeah. that song. I don't like Lennon. Mm -hmm. So how do, how do we do? Oh, we got You're one more. Done. Oh, oh. <laughs> There is a storm on Christmas Eve. All cell phones and internet are down. Suddenly, a pregnant woman and her husband arrive at your house on Christmas Eve with nowhere to stay. What does your spouse do? I say, feast upon your work. <laughs> <laughs> I bugger the husband. Um, no. So my serious answer, I honestly would let them in and try to help them. That's what she wrote. Really? Yes. You got like seven out of ten. You got one wrong, right. two wrong. I think it was seven out of ten. I think that's a respectable batting average. I think it's better than anyone that three did. wrong. <laughs> oh no, you got that one right. Yeah, three wrong. Let me see your. Uh, I honestly thought I'm not joking. I, I thought four, you got four wrong. Okay, so six out oh, of so ten. Six yeah. out of ten. I thought I was going to get like them all wrong. Okay. Mm. Oh my god. All right. Okay. Just, just. <sighs> That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. What? That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> not even That's an all. attempt. Not even. Not even. I know what it is. You know what it is. I know what it is. But I'm so disgusted that I don't want to give it to you. 
This looks like like is it someone wearing armor? Oh, it's the chains on Marley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But without not. context, I would have no fucking clue what that is. Yeah. Without context, it's scribble. Yes. It's uh, just scribble. This is garbage. Yeah. This so, is hot garbage. You've done it again. Yep. You've created shit. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> this is shit. Maybe we can get that uh that fan to teach you how to draw a little better. <laughs> Maybe we get someone to Hell break yeah. his fucking legs. <laughs> Wow, that's mean. He was that disgusted with, yeah. your, with your drawing. He wants me you need to be in physical pain. What's going to happen, though, is it's going to end up like misery where Ant hobbles yeah. me and he keeps me in bed and he just keeps making me yeah, draw. Draw something else. Right, right. As he's feeding me like soup. Like, yeah, and I better. talk to you like a baby. Oh, yeah. Mr. Man, you're making a thing. <laughs> Have you ever seen Misery? Yeah, great movie. It's really good, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's twisted. James Kahn's under. I watched Elf recently. Okay. It's like the second or third time I'd ever seen. Oh, really? You haven't yeah. seen it that much? Yeah. It's good. Uh, funny movie. Like it's it a fun, lot. Yeah. Elf is great. Something is missing from Elf. Okay. What's that? Okay. As I'm watching it, I'm like, this doesn't really work. The end doesn't work. It's really? bad. Yeah. And here's why. There's a scene missing, I realized. I was thinking about it for like a day. Okay. And I was like, James Kahn. Mm-hmm. Who plays the dad? Yes, has no reason to do a one eighty on Buddy to start liking him. They, they there's like a scene. They need to have a scene where Buddy does something that James Con respects or likes. That scene never happens. It's just out of nowhere. He suddenly cares about Buddy. Well, no, the son comes to him and is like, "Buddy cares about everybody. You only care about yourself. You're a piece yeah, of shit." But and he goes, "I don't think that was enough." But I don't think he would want anything bad to happen to Buddy. He thinks Buddy's like an incompetent. Yeah. So he's not going to let Buddy die in New York. The last time he saw Buddy in the movie is when he got in a fight with Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Like, there's no reason James Kahn. Yes. There's no reason that James Kahn would would be like, I like this guy now. I'm going to go stick my neck out and and lose my job over it. It's still his son because he didn't want Buddy to show up years later, kicking the door and saying, <laughs> feasting upon, feast his work. upon your works. <laughs> but other than that, funny movie, good movie. I liked it. Uh, my, I thing- got a, I, I got a real kick. I don't know why. It's weird, weird, like, thing I enjoy when the department store guy yells at Zoe Deschanel when she's making the ribbons. And she, oh. he goes, six inch six ribbons. Inch. And she goes, goes that's impossible. <laughs> six inch yeah. curls. It's funny. Yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> I think the real problem with that movie is I don't buy the love story between Will I don't buy that either. and yeah. Zoe Deschanel. But you just got to go with it. I go with that. So I fun. go with that more than I do with the, the James content because it just comes out of nowhere. It's like the movie just decided it's time for the movie to be over. So we mm-hmm. need this to happen. Got to wrap it up. You know? I mean, he does find out Santa Claus is real moments later. But, that, but he, but only after he's already made the turn. Well, I think he, no, I don't think it's the complete turn. I think he's just not going to let, you know, his son die. But um, I will say, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Elf. Oh, Elf is the last Christmas movie that is like big in pop culture and will never have something of that size again. That's, Why not? The culture is too split up. And like, there's no giant hit movies that everyone would rally behind. Like but we've that. had other Christmas movies. That movie's 20 years old, but nothing has been as big in pop culture as Elf. There's no Christmas classic since Elf. There's other Christmas movies, but there's nothing. Well, what's the last Christmas cra- classic before Elf? It's Home Alone. 
It's been a yeah, it's, and that's ten years before that. You have Home Alone one and two. Yeah, and then uh, there are Christmas movies that like Eight Bit Christmas should be Eight Bit should have been yeah. That was the movie. That was a good movie. If it was popular. Like if it gains more popularity over the years, or it becomes a, like a really big cult hit. What about that sure. depressing snowman movie with uh, Jack, Frost? Jack Frost? Jack Frost. I saw that in yeah, theaters. That, that, was, uh, that yeah. was yeah. That movie's not, not good. the best. But that's oh, the, the one what about the Grinch. Be. People like that. Oh, the Grinch. Yeah. The Jim Carrey one. Yeah. yeah. Grinch is. Yeah, I, that's a good one. I don't think. <clears throat> it's also I, it, before it Buddy do, the Elf, isn't it? That came out in two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's before, before Elf. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that old. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then Elf is 2003. But I don't think there's anything that's come out huge since then. I mean, there's mm-hmm. movies I like, yeah. but I don't think there's been anything as big as those. There's no superheroes. That's why. The Gu- superhero Christmas The movie. Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special on um, Disney Plus is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah? There it is. Now it's 45 minutes. It's really great. Um, if I recommend checking that, even if you're not into the Marvel shit. I like Guardians, really, though. You'll, you'll like Guardians is like a, the... The Marvel that I kind of don't mind watching. I think you'll like this. Yeah. It's it's really good and like they hit the Christmas notes perfectly. But that's okay. it, guys. That's it. That was our Christmas uh, Christmas episode. Christmas episode's over. Happy holidays. Thanks for joining From us. From us to you. Have a happy holiday. Not just Christmas. Holiday. Well, every ho- every other holiday's over. Unless you say it like counting Kwanzaa. Just in general. Counting Crows. Listen to Counting Crows. I mean, they're just great for everybody. Well, I know that's the problem, baby. And if you see someone on your roof with a Santa hat, shoot them. We're not advocating for violence. We're just advocating for a transfer of powers. (laughs) Well, the new Santa. (laughs) It's a coup. Yeah. (laughs) Would you guys, if I, like, I become Santa and I want to bring you guys in to work with me. Yeah. Well, I'd shoot you if you were on my roof, regardless if you were dressed. <laughs> so you show you show up with reindeer and, and the sleigh. I'm like, I I'm the new Santa, guys. Yeah, I go. Yeah, come sure. come with me to the North Pole. Yeah, I ain't doing it. Going to a dream world of magic. I've yeah. I've learned enough from that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you could establish your lives in the North Pole. Oh, we have to live there. Yeah, I, thought, gonna, I thought we were just going like for a ride. On he's Christmas like, yeah, Eve. let's go for a ride. We'll we'll hand out some well, gifts. I want next you. To you know, I want you're an like, elf. I want you to be in charge of like the toy section. See, you're now you're an elf. So now I got to live. Now in, you're an in elf. The North I got to work. Nah, well, I'm you like, only work one day a year, really, because you could just delegate it to another elf. It's really a token position. I really just want my boys in the North Pole. It's like, it's like communism, We can right? do the pod from there. <laughs> like, like I mean, I would come cabinet. hang out. I don't know if I want to stay there. We're in his cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd immediately start trying to figure out how to use our new magic to powers to take the over the world. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, okay. So I could get around the world in one night. What if I implanted small yeah. devices? Tactical Anthony nukes. Is everybody's yeah. chimneys. <laughs> Anthony is the... North Pole head of agriculture and trade. <laughs> I will be the head of transportation and <laughs> I wake up one Christmas morning the elves are putting me to the wall. <laughs> I knew Santa. He is no Santa. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thank you for listening. Please once again look at the Christmas album. Look at the sign up for just anything look at that we it. don't do just look else. at it. Yeah, just take a, br- a gander. Feast upon our works. Feast upon Brian's <laughs> livelihood in front of you. You have it in your hands. Continue. Yeah, uh, I want to give a big thank you to everybody listening and or watching. Anyone who's checked us out this Happy whole year. year. Well, no, I think we have one more before the new year. I think it comes out 
Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, thank you all for listening and are watching. Big thank you to Tom, Steve, Dave, Bry, Walt, Q, Getem, Lannister, Cord, down in the store. We greatly appreciate it. Check out their Christmas pod. This is a, might be a spoiler, but I'll be on there. That's going to drop either December 23rd Festivus or it's going to drop on Christmas Eve. So check that out if you want more Rup. Uh, you could go to their Patreon and sign up for it, or you could check out Bandcamp.com. You could buy their Christmas album and ours. You could have a whole Christmas-filled day, and half of all the money from ours will go to charity. Check out our sponsors, BetterHelp, Riverside, Space Chimp Comics. Thank you guys so much. We greatly appreciate it. Follow us on all social media, RView History Pod on Twitter, Reviewing History Pod everywhere else. Follow me personally on all social media at Brian Rupert. That's with two Ps. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time and have a Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. play skill we're good okay yep looks like we're recording um rolling on that i'm gonna slide over just a tad to you <laughs> christmas a humbug i'm festive sure are who's more festive though i feel like he's not festive because he has the devil all over him yeah you dirty satanist <laughs> We recently got a I statue watched, in a church. I watched, <laughs> and then church. it got beheaded. Yeah, uh, I um, it wasn't a church. It was, I know it was, it was a, a state a house. State yeah. I um, I just watched recently a New Jersey Devil documentary. Really? Yes. What made you watch that? I don't know. I found it and I watched it. Okay, that's awesome though. It's pretty interesting. Was it a documentary about the actual like New like Jersey Devil or like the, oh, the, I the mascot? He meant the hockey team. That's what I thought too. I was, I like, was the excited. hockey team or the mascot itself. Like here's the history of how he became the mascot. And oh. he was at Brian Rupert's wedding. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they used footage from my wedding for a, a documentary. All right. And talk uh is the microphone. Uh the carnosaur move it to the left is a carnivorous no. dinosaur that most people don't really know much about it but it's actually larger than the t-rex right and give me a little more energy about that though and probably uh would be like nice okay good. even Thank scarier you. no, you're good because i i wasn't sure if i wasn't picking you up or you're just talking mm. sure right. dinosaur i like the uh stegosaurus that's cool yeah. Nobody really picks that. I'm glad you did. It's I think an he's, underrated. I think he's cool. Underrated. Mm. Yeah. It didn't look like how they draw them, but underrated. 
Well, they're all fake. They're none all fake. Real. Yeah, none, none of them existed. They're all birds. They're made up of like parts of other animals that mm-hmm. zoos just put together to market to people. Mm-hmm. It's all marketing right. for zoo. Yeah. Big right, zoo. right. Big well, zoos and museums, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs are fake. Ready? <laughs> oh, you want to clap? <laughs> he didn't count. He went like this. <laughs> I counted to myself. Ready, guys? <laughs> all right, all right, let's do it. Yeah, we're ready, bro. One, two, three. <laughs> Can we keep that in? I'll put it at the end. 